0: Alexa, start the podcast. Oh man, Mike, Mike, get up, get up.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. We're hipping, hopping, jamming. Little tenacious do there. Yeah, welcome back. That's right. Little, little jack Black and cock-glass.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, welcome to We Miss the Bus. We're we back. Had, we're back. And no, we're not going to complete that <laughs> sentence right now. we got enough trouble in the world. Don't need to add any more in here today. Uh well, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of We Miss the Bus. Uh, Numbers are climbing. Mm -hmm. Thank you for reaching out and finding us on Spotify and Apple Podcast and iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. And the numbers are fluctuating and bouncing around. Share
0: us, please. Yeah, we need uh, need to share us
1: out and talk to people about how fucking nutty we are, and you know, (laughs) just keep keep. Going on like that. We're trying to talk about those things that are imminently important to us, but we're also talking about those things that have absolutely no consequence on our lives whatsoever. So, you know, and and in in conjunction with that, we need to we need to take a look, just a quick look at the, the headlines that we're going to be popping in and out of today. But of course, this is our news. And just our news, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. It's nobody else's news. <laughs> I don't think anybody is
0: following off of our lead. Nope. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe the screwy news. I think. <laughs> <laughs> if I they know. have cheddar, we, we, news, we're, should they have cracker I don't news? want to call us prophets, but I mean, <laughs> we. I, I keep hearing uh, a lot of the things that we're talking about on other people's podcasts. You know, I will say not only that, but we're
1: getting the jump on things. And if people would just recognize that, you know... We may not even be right about what we're talking about, but at least we're talking about it. At least we're bringing it up there, you know, so. But uh, in today's headlines, we're gonna be talking about a number of things. Uh, First thing that we're gonna do today, ladies and gentlemen, is we're gonna gonna take a trip down video lane, uh, actually audio lane, and we're gonna gonna listen to uh, Tom Holman, who had, uh, he was uh, Trump's uh, head of uh, ICE, and he had some interesting things to say about the Biden administration's claim that our, like uh, we were part of the Trump administration. Yes, we were secret advisors yes, to the we, Trump man. administration, ladies and gentlemen. His tan, all my doing. That's right. I, he just bashed <laughs> in my glow, and that was enough to get That's that. all it took. the orange man. Orange Pendek, as they refer to him in Sumatra, the, the orange man. But, uh, the biden administration as they're taking more and more heat for the border crisis as dems democrats are like screaming out oh we need the wall we need legislation now oh. our cities oh. are affected oh, oh. 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 Yeah. how about that <laughs> <laughs> and, you know and you know they get in their fucking clown car and yeah. pedal their ass away um, now that this is happening the uh, the the former head of ice under trump came back and said he'd like to have a little word with the Biden administration regarding their calling of Trump's administration's handling of the border inhumane. And he's pissed. Dude, he right off pissed. of the scale, and this is a man that he'll tell you when he's upset, he'll tell you about it. Yeah, yeah,
0: oh, yeah, and rightfully so. And he's, <laughs> I think, uh, he's, I think got, he's got just
1: cause. There. We have every right to be pissed. That's right. So, in in in, in connection with that, we'll also talk uh, about um, uh, our our fine female presidential candidate, Holly, who wanted to push Maiorcas on the special interest contacts that are being made at the border specifically with people that are on terrorist watch lists Mm -hmm. and this is why we we have the profit speech (laughs) for (laughs) for uh for specs and i we were talking over a month ago about one of the greatest effects of the border crisis being the national security concern with bad actors terrorists people associated with the chinese government with you know hamas hezbollah now is is a real concern but we took a look at those things and we said hey these people are more than likely crossing the border and they're showing up as part of what they refer to as getaways Mm -hmm. now of course we gifted the administration, the Biden administration. We don't like to do this, but we gifted the Biden administration with a new term for getaways, which was Miss Mees.
0: <laughs> it's, we're going to trademark that. Yes. <laughs> Not that it's going to get us anywhere. Then, yeah, then we're going to get t-shirts that have, I'm a Miss
1: Me. It's like Mr. Meesies you know you know we appear and you know miss me and we're you know it's like oh look at me white heterosexual males over the age of 30 uh, and 50 and they'll be like wait a minute you don't match the demographic what's your name you're not not blue
0: you're not
1: blue So, but anyhow, um, we've had an uptick now uh, when the Biden administration talks about their uh, having secured the border, and yet the Border Patrol is reporting back to us that 151 known encounters have occurred with individuals on the terrorist watch list.
0: And it was you that told me that uh, under Trump's uh, term, we only had four. Yes, you are. Four. Dead on. Dead on specs. That's that's
1: four. Four. Four, four, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. You can fit the number of proposed terrorists that tried to cross our border during the Trump administration in a Yugo. You know, a a Russian-made car that didn't make it here in the United States. You can fit them into a Prius comfortably. Wow. I don't know about comfortable. The bug? Maybe
0: <laughs> Yes,
1: ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about the, <laughs> the Volkswagen car maker and its ability to jack prices up because you have to get all the parts from, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, Germany. Yeah, so one week I'm going to be without that fucking thing. I didn't even buy it. <laughs> He's he's
0: locked in the room, ladies and gentlemen. Can't leave. I'm locked in the bathtub. No
1: wheels. (laughs) No no wheels. No method of conveyance. I am green. I'm completely green. Oh, look at you. I put fuel in my system and it's completely used up. I do have a waste product. Biodiesel. (laughs) I am I am biodiesel. I'm Vin Diesel.
0: Mike Diesel. (laughs) The the Baldwin Diesel. The bald one (laughs) diesel. Yeah.
1: I just I do voiceovers for like the Iron Giant. That wasn't Vin Diesel, that was me. You know. Superman. <laughs> you know, kind of doing weird shit like that. Okay, so we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the 1.5 million getaways. And uh, not being mathematicians, we're not going to talk stat prop on how many, if you do the math, how many of those 1.5 million, what that number really is
0: probably for people entering the country that it wish us harm. It's. I mean, you know, in that 1.5 million, I don't trust that. It's probably three. You know, and you know, what's like, interesting. Whatever, at, whatever it is, just cut it in half.
1: Yeah, Holman talked about that number that we that hasn't been released yet mm-hmm. for this year and what it's likely to be, and that number, ladies and gentlemen, is downright scary. It mm-hmm. really is. Because we're probably looking at 2023, we're probably looking, are you ready for this, at over 3.5 million illegal immigrants having entered this country just in this
0: yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say, just in this year, yeah. there's probably, it, since Biden has taken office, I'd dare to say somewhere close to, like, 11 million. You know, the scary thing is is that he has definitively, without any question, the
1: the numbers definitely qualify that he and his administration have allowed two... It's doubled. Doubled from his first year in office, second year in office, now the third year in office. It's doubled each year, Mm -hmm. you know? By the time his administration is said and done with, please, Lord, make that happen, Mm-hmm. By the time that's done, we could be nearing a double digit number and then we've got so many problems and we can't even begin. We're to, probably
0: already there, man. Yeah. If you really think about it, like there's, you know, there's people coming across the border that they don't know about. Well, in, you know, the
1: Biden administration has got, you know, got a number of people that are in it that are not even confirmed at their positions. We're going to talk about oh, that. Yeah. 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 We're going to talk about Biden placing the labor secretary on a list of succession. So while the Bidens want to tout success, they're adding to the list of succession.
0: Yeah, they're just uh, confirming
1: confirming that Biden will probably not make it through his term. Which is an interesting coin of phrase on your part, because the individual they're confirming to the list of succession has not been confirmed by Congress. Mm-hmm. MAKES NO SENSE. SO, YEAH, THE the Biden's are, the BIDEN ADMINISTRATION IS PLAYING WITH THE LIST OF SUCCESSION AND WHO who MAY OR MAY NOT BE PRESIDENT IF THE VICE PRESIDENT AND THE PRESIDENT OBVIOUSLY AREN'T ABLE TO TAKE OFFICE. Uh, WE'RE ALSO GOING TO TALK ABOUT SOME OTHER LIGHTER NEWS, LADIES AND GENTLEMEN. WE WILL BE STEPPING IN ON ISRAEL for FOR A TIME, BUT WE'RE ALSO GOING TO TALK ABOUT WHAT HAPPENS WHEN YOU'RE MAKING AN ANTI-GUN VIDEO AND YOU END UP SHOOTING SOMEBODY. IS THIS GOING OVER THE LINE? Do you need better special effects or should we just use start using real firearms? We'll get into that. I mean I say let's go real, baby. (laughs) Just go real. I'm
0: all about I'm all about open carry
1: and you know, (laughs) let us police. Yeah. yeah, just a constitutional carry. And then everybody knows where everybody stands. You're in the don't fuck with me department. Right, or yeah. You're in the I'm a victim department.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: And then it's very Darwinian. The whole thing becomes very Darwinian. You know, you just kind of sort it out. And you're like, yeah, all right. You know, you You're not it'll messing it'll with me it. because I'm walking around with my Mossberg 590 shockwave. It'll just
0: work itself out. <laughs>
1: <Fair>. <laughs> don't panic. It's, it's a, Okay. <laughs> So we'll also be talking about coin tosses. Oh. How to make a decision, right? You make a decision in Ooh, the real and, world.
0: And let's talk coin toss in football.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh and yeah. what that? Oh, Ooh. and what the what the statistical probability shows, but what it doesn't really mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, while we're talking the fifty-fifty coin toss, we only have a fifty percent chance of that working, and of that percentage, there's only a twenty percent chance that it matters. So, so all the football games are just null and void now. We're gonna break it down. Every well, Super Bowl is <laughs> out the door. We got to start over, folks. Yeah. Even worse by the by the apparent by the apparent actions of the referees and people even like Tom Brady Mm -hmm. calling it out, who was quoted as saying on his podcast this week, now I understand why the fans are pissed off, quote, unquote. And it's not because of the product. It's because of the refereeing and more and more people. They're beginning to wonder what the fuck is going on in the league. I saw a breakdown actually last night. I saw a breakdown of a piece of uh, film from the Broncos game against the Chiefs. And we've got an individual that's playing defensive end. He's out in the left flat. You've got Patrick Mahomes that's coming on the outside right of the flat because he's it's a bootleg pass. And he's got uh, number one. It's a wide receiver that's out there blocking for him. And he's probably going to just tag the defensive end and release, right? Tag and, and release. Yeah, tag, tag and release. And... Release. and The Broncos defensive end is set up in a position where he's shooting that outside contain gap. He's got a free shot on Mahomes. He takes two steps and it's a sack. And for some unknown reason, he just basically tackles the wide receiver for no reason. And people are looking at this and they're looking at some of the bizarre calls that are going on in the NFL that are obviously changing the direction of a game and are definitively responsible for shaping the outcome of games and more and more people are like this is rigged this is this is wrestling it's rigged it's based on viewership nielsen ratings ad dollars and betting
0: well yeah i mean if it, if the taylor swift effect hasn't oh uh, brought that to light then uh, i don't even fucking watch football and you know and about I, this. And I, and I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, dude. How I'm to sitting football, here and I'm but...
1: like, I'm like, fucking, just like pumping my fist in the air because the Abs are undefeated in the preseason or in the beginning of the season. It looks like their core unit is better than it was last year, and they, they, you know, the uh, the crack in the Seattle crack and knocked them. Uh, Out of the playoffs last year, and they handed the fucking crack in their lunch, crack crack the
0: wick. That's a crack of
1: lunch. (laughs) And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it was sushi. Oh yeah, (laughs) Ah, see what I did there, calamari baby, calamari (laughs) Kraken. up there with the sushi chefs that are the Colorado Avalanche. That's right. (laughs) Did that did that ring true? I would never make it as a. Fu- I no, would never no, make no. it as a hockey announcer. <laughs> the guy had just looked at me and hit me with a stick about five seconds, I would, pow. You have a puck coming right from your face. <laughs> that happened once, actually, at yeah. a, a minor league game in uh, San Diego with the Penguins. And I had worked for I was, I was uh, working for a PMC at the time and I had been on this job for like two days straight. Right. I'm exhausted. So the 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 uh, operations manager of the the company I was working for at the time, he calls me up and he's like, hey, you know, we're all going to a, we're all going to a Penguins game. You want to join us? And I was young, dumb and full of uh, energy. That's how that is. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so we all get in our seats in there. They're they're right on the ice right? And we're right behind one of the goals. And so I'm sitting there and I cross my arms up, which you never want to do. You cross your arms up and you're tired and you start to sink back. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're counting sheep (laughs) moments later. And I was, I was snoring, I guess, because all my, my, I've got five guys, you know, on either side of me and they're laughing their asses off. They're like, oh man, you know, look at, look at fucking the bald one here, just out like a light. And one of the fucking penguin players Catches this on the ice and sent a puck right into the fucking glass. Had the glass not been there, it would have hit me right in the face. And it was like, crack! And I was like, holy Shit! I woke up and I was like, he starts having. I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking fire puck, and when or or your fire plug. And when I said that, everybody next to me started. We're I'm going back and forth with this penguin player for waking me up, and you know, it it was it was was a great bounce back and forth. But uh, you know, the other thing that we're going to follow up on is, uh, you know, you use, and we're gonna, you know, what we're gonna title this episode profit.
0: We're gonna title. Maybe we should use like fortune teller. (laughs) (laughs) Fortune's told. Let me look at my crystal ball. Ooh, Dalali.
1: I was. I watched fucking Robin Hood on on the Disney Channel the other night. I don't know why. I was like, I haven't seen that since I was like, you know, just knee high to a
0: fart. You're talking about the the animated version. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so my favorite part is when uh, the the (coughs) snake uh, somehow. Like actually, they managed to cross his arms,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> While he's he, yeah. he crossed there his <laughs> <laughs> arms up and he's he's sitting in a basket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he sticks his head and part of his yeah, and he's literally brilliant animation. yeah dude. no that, that
0: that cracks me up to this day. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, that in
1: that that that's the <laughs> end of the scene where where you know where Robin Hood and Little John pretend to be the fe- female right in full track. it's like there's a scene where little John. In full drag is walking away with his big bear ass, you know, and I mean bear asses and he's a bear, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Little John is portrayed as a bear, not bear as a naked bear, you know. This is theater of the mind. Get it right. Theater of the mind. You dirty bastards. But uh, he's walking away from the rhinoceros, right? Who's One of the, the all the guards are rhinoceri, right? The rhinoceros, right? Uh, They're rhinoceros, rhinoceros. There is rhinoceros in it, Yeah. Plural. Sure. It's just like now while it's just like this debate they had for a long time. Is it octopuses or octopi? And originally, and if you go down to the base, the base grammar, it's supposed to be octopi. But then one person popped up and was like, now it's octopuses. It's just, it just was like, like that. <laughs> yeah, just like that too. And it's like, you hey, sorry, bag of, you know, and it's not octopuses, it's octopi. Let's let's sound don't you wish that we sounded as smart? as our ancestors no.
0: who had this oh,
1: amazing command of every language that they spoke, unless you were mm-hmm. Cockney in England. And I rock up and then blah, 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 blah And you had no <laughs> idea what they were saying. It's like talking to a Welshman nowadays, you know, or, or actually landing in Glasgow and bumping into a Scotsman right off the plane. And you have no clue what they're talking about. Or a drunk Irishman. <laughs> it's Also, the two are interchangeable. I think really just add alcohol. Right. <laughs> so, which is hey, we can knock on those people. They're part of our, hey, part of our yeah, base. Yeah. You know. So, but you know, you, you, anyhow, uh, t- I digress. We got completely off track, there, but anyhow, it's real deck in. Yeah. You've got, you've got, you've got the, the rhinoceros and, and the rhinoceros is sitting there and, and he sees little John walking away in drag. And his big bare ass is shifting around in this skirt, and the rhinoceros is like, ooh, you know, he whistles at her, and I'm like, dude, this is Disney, this is awesome. We need to revisit this, you know. Yeah. And then, and then he 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 takes a dagger, and he screws the dagger, you know. He's he he puts the dagger into the bottom of the the. The chest with all the gold in it and the gold falls out and little John of course opens up his blouse and all the gold falls into the blouse giving him these giant enormous titties and he's got a hand on each one of the in the enlarged breasts and he's running away and jiggling and feeling and I'm like oh my god this is great
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. Old Disney wasn't necessarily uh, politically correct. No, they weren't, and, and they were, awesome. and it was, it was awesome. It was subtle, too, wasn't <laughs> it, it? Yeah, right? it was very. It was, it, yeah. it was. You would just you laugh. Yeah, know like, a, a kid, die. you're laughing, an adult, you're like. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to let your son and daughter see you laughing, right, right. you're like, <laughs> "What's so funny, Daddy?" Uh, pissed the well, snake with the and arms. And what's funny is like those that that might be part of the uh, what they call the Black Diamond collection from the Disney uh, the Disney movie collection. That's right. And if uh, if you folks aren't familiar. The black diamond uh, versions of the the VHS collection of uh, you know the earlier Disney stuff, um, a lot of it had uh, sexual innuendos. Oh God, and yes. I think yeah, uh, the, one of the the most prevalent that that I came across was the Little Mermaid. That's right. From it's from on the cover, right? from the cover, and through about like three quarters of the movie. Um, there's actually, there's, there's a multitude of different scenes that had to be put in there by somebody. Well, it, and, and it had to be the anime. Okay, who else? Yeah. You know, and I mean, and this because, is, because and, this was back before they were really like, everything was still being hand drawn. Right. That's um, the amount of
1: CGI. Cause they stepped in, CGI entered into the first Disney movie with Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. They did a CGI capture. Of, well, I thought it was Fantasia. I thought, no, like, no. Fantasia was all drawn.
0: Okay. Now. Really?
1: Yeah, huh? Fantasia two thousand.
0: Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah, 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 was was mainly CGI. You're exactly right. 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 Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know they, they it's some interesting. And you can tell. You can just tell. You know, uh, but uh, yeah the first the first uh, Disney Disney um, movie that had CGI in it was Beauty and the Beast, and they they did the CGI for the ballroom that Beauty and or the Beast and Belle, right? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, we're going to go with it. <laughs> sure. Belch a little trollop, a French <laughs> trollop, you know, um, that, you know that, that they were doing. And I heard – what's funny is I heard some kickback on Disney again the other day. A bunch of parents have gotten together and decided that the Hunchback of Notre Dame, that story, was not appropriate Disney fare. Oh. Because of all of the violence and exclusion and everything else, and I was like,
0: really? But they're making the same – they're trying to make the same company turn Beauty and the Beast – a bell into a, into a, to a bottom. So,
1: beast in the bottom.
0: Beast in the bottom.
1: The first five minutes, the chandelier opens up and becomes animated and says, "Yes, but I'm a top."
0: And it all goes down. No, all there. the all the you know the knickknacks and the <laughs> things knack, are patty wack. Give me dog a like, Get us out of here. Yeah, we we they're, they're
1: inserting gone. us in places that we shouldn't go. I don't want to be
0: woke. I don't want to be woke. Why is Teapot Brown? Why is the Teapot Brown? <laughs>
1: <laughs> where's the where's the dust where's the duster the French maid <laughs> yeah.
0: the, the candlestick's like
1: don't talk to me yeah don't talk to me just sitting there staring in the corner like in the Blair Witch Project
0: yeah, just, so, just, so. Just, just huddled in the corner just yeah. shaking back and forth <laughs> they're, they're, yeah they're not going to get anybody decent to do the voices on those <laughs> <laughs> but the hunchback of Notre Dame is not suitable for children
1: yeah I guess you know and I remember years ago years and years and years ago I was uh, I was hired as a consultant to um, do uh, a workup for a bank in San Diego. There's an area in San Diego off of, uh, off of, uh, what the hell was the name of that street? Um, it's, uh, it's right there up near the Marine Corps Air Base there. And um, anyhow, there's a little triangle that's just south of La Jolla that's got a bank on every corner. And this area had been hit in one day, there had been seven bank robberies. So this, this, this bank—it was a local bank that you know had a number of different branches. Um, it was up by Miramar, right? And they're like, okay we need to we need to stop getting robbed so i was part of i was the team good good business plan yeah, by the way company got hired and and <laughs> they picked me they're like hey go figure this out find out what's going on up there right and what's funny is they got local police departments up there okay it's bank robbery so it's fbi mm-hmm. and somehow these people can't figure it out and the, the big the big problem was is you went into some of the banks there's Wells Fargo and there was at the time a Washington Mutual and you know some other banks up there. And they had just gone on full fucking lockdown. You walked in, they had to buzz you into the front door. You walk in and everything is bulletproof plexiglass. Mm-hmm. You, you know, everything is microphone, so there's no direct contact with the tellers and all. And this smaller local bank didn't want to go that route. And they're like, so how do we how do we achieve this? And so I went in and I got it worked out. And I'll never forget this. I will never forget this. About a year down the road after we initiate my plan, and I was actually on site for a lot of the time. I would go there and keep an eye on things. The other banks, even in their Fort Knox state, continued to get hit at regular intervals. And we didn't get hit. Once. And so the FBI shows up one day and actually are under the premise, right? That I am directing people to the other banks. <laughs> that I am the mastermind here.
0: Which right? tells you just how far they were trying to go uh, to figure this out. They're yeah. like, okay, okay, we have no idea. Let's yeah. let's go fuck with the guy that is doing yeah. is keeping his bank safe. Because they were, like, <laughs> yeah, because they
1: they they said the statistical model. Made this bank an outlier. Why was it like this? It's got to be you, because you're the new variable. And I just laughed my ass off. And I was like, you know how we started everything? I said, what did you see when you came up to the fucking bank? And they're like, well, we we saw the bank. And I was like, who was standing out in front of the bank? And they're like, well, there was a there was it happened to be me that day. And they're like, there was a guy in in you know full gear, vest, gun belt, you know looking, you know, and actually looking around, paying attention to what he was doing. I was like, you know, this is the first obstacle that you advance. I said, how many of the other banks that have been hit actually have a security team watching the bank? And one of them is visible outside all the time. And they're like, well, none. And I was like, that's right. What They're not worried about my Beretta. Mm -hmm. What they're worried about is my mind, my eyes, my observancy. I'm going to see them, I'm going to be able to finger them. They don't want to deal with the problem when they've got a bank that's 10 times easier right across the street. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not worried about video surveillance. They can pull a mask down over their eyes. They're worried about me being able to ca- capture some aspect of what they're doing and report it back to you. And I, but anyhow, inside of this bank, one of the individuals that worked there, we'll just call her Jay. You know, uh, very, very Christian, organized mom, a billion kids, and she comes marching in one day to work, and she's all in a huff, right? And she says, she says to me, she says, "Do you did you go to see movies?" And I said, "Yeah." She said, "Have you seen the new Tarzan?" And I told her I had. One of the reasons I wanted to see it was Phil Collins had done the soundtrack for yes, it. Yes, big movie. Phil Collins. Fan.
0: Good, good movie. Yeah, and it was
1: it was a damn funny movie. Mimi, you know, many drivers in it. She mm-hmm. does want some of the voice work. You know, she's funny as hell, in my opinion. I've always enjoyed her work, and of course, everybody knows this. Whether you're talking about you know reading the book about you know Greystoke, the Lord of the Apes, or the the old Tarzan's. The storyline and the bio on Tarzan, this began before they began, you know, narrating and spinning and changing. Tarzan's parents die because they are attacked by a leopard. That's that's the gist. Yeah, that's what happened. Right. And she was upset that Disney had taken it upon itself in an animated movie to teach her children about life and death. That was her complaint. And I was like, well, you you knew the story of, you know, Tarzan Mm -hmm. Lord Greystoke. You get it, right? And she was like, well, yeah. And I said, so why did you think that Disney was just automatically going to exclude that? And she's like, well, I've never seen death in a Disney movie. And I was like, how old are your kids? And they were like six and eight and nine and 12. And, you know, she had a billion of them. And she was like, well, that's up to me. And I was like, hasn't anybody died in your family yet? Hasn't a pet died? How, how have you gone through life and not explained how things pass on? Mm-hmm. You know, it's
0: part of your faith as well. If you go to church. I, was gonna every... say, I went to a Catholic school. Yeah. And we were taught from the very beginning. I mean, because you immediately start learning about, like, the crucifixion <laughs> and everything. Else. I mean, it's, it's yeah, very— the resurrection. It's, yeah. it's all death-oriented, oh, isn't absolutely. it?
1: I mean, oh, yeah. A.D., our calendar, is Anno Domini yeah.
0: after, after death. death. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, no, she—how she how many years ago was this? Oh, Jesus, this is back, like,
1: 2008, She's
0: part of the problem today. What, yes, she, no. what she did to Ooh. her children what and She's she, a Karen which, she, oh. yes, yes She fucked her kids up You're part of what Fucked this country up Sorry What do we call The pre-Karens I
1: Sorry, I just, I just, <laughs> I'm glad i, I'm ladies glad and, I caught Ladies the... and gentlemen I just caused Specs To have a seizure Right there <laughs> you know, Specs looked at me And then it was
2: Screeching Between a screech and a whistle Yeah
1: and that's all it was, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I almost
0: said something that would have had to have been cut. <laughs> and, ladies and gentlemen, well, we don't do a lot of editing yeah, here. We're,
1: on we miss the bus.
0: We're trying to trying to be better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no. So but, <laughs> so what do we call the pre karens Where they? they
0: you, it's just how you spell it. It's Karen oh. with a C. <gasps> oh, well played,
1: sir. Yeah. Karen with a C. C-Karen. Yeah, like C-section, <laughs> but different—not a natural birth. <laughs> I have nothing against it. Both of my children were were C-sections. So, but uh, you know, okay. So now let's let's get down. Let's bring it down. Bring it down here, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna have to uh, enter into what is slowly but surely becoming a uh, a tradition on this station. <sighs> And um, we're going to just dive in briefly to um, the war in Israel. That's what it's now turning out to be. We have a multitude of reports. And so, this is let's get a player's card. How about we do that? Let's get a player's card. So. All right, we've got the West Bank, Gaza, the Palestinians, i.e. Hamas. And I know there are a million people out there right now that are, that are like, well, if you live in Palestine, you're not Hamas. Well, yeah, you basically are because you haven't done anything to speak out against what you know Hamas is doing and or planning to do against the Israelis. Really, so we talked about last week, we talked about policing your own. You know, mm-hmm. we we talked about all of those elements, and I'm sorry, but if you're not going to please your own, and you're going to let those people run your country, right?
0: Well, it's just like we talked about with Mexico.
1: Yeah, you know, very similar, and it's very kind similar. of I
0: hate to be that, you know the uh, the American, you know, what was it? Was it you know, what was this, what was the movie? What we were talking about? But. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh the um, Team America. Team, I hate to be Team America. Yeah. You know, I love the movie, but I mean, you know, it's yeah. just uh it, you know, we that's who we have to be. Uh I, you know, we have to just go in, fuck shit up and then make it right. Well, and
1: guess what? That's what the Israeli war plan is. <laughs> you know,
0: right well, honestly, at this point, you know, uh, you know we're we're kind of doomed until someone else takes the helm. Well, this
1: is and, and the reason we're talking about this right now is, is stepping away just from the horrors and atrocities that were visited upon the the you know Israelis by Hamas by the the backed Hezbollah soldiers also that were integrated in this. But now we found out that Iran has sent Iranians in their own terrorist cell that are referred to as the Islamic Jihad. Thank you very much. Another one. Now we've got three terrorist organizations by themselves that are integrated in, you know, attacking Israel. Okay. So they're going to be fighting a war on a minimum of three fronts. Really, it's not just two fronts, it's three fronts. But then yesterday, Yemen got involved. Because uh, three cruise missiles were fired from Yemen at Israel. And thank God there was a United States warship sitting there in the Red Sea, just whistling along, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. do, 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 do. Oh, look, objects in the air. They're not, and that was all it took. And it's right. like, you know, really? That's right. Yeah. We have the most advanced air defense system in the world. And by the way, just so some people can get some real oomph behind it, they've now mated that to the Patriot system. Mm -hmm. And so they have onboard Patriot, which has got an even higher intercept percentage ratio, married to the Age of Spy 1 radar system, which is the finest in the world. You're not getting shit through there. No. Okay. Uh, you know, you could be a mosquito flying through that area and I would I would warn against it. I'd be like, dude, if you, you yeah. don't want to get fucking frapped, <laughs> go back and suck some blood somewhere else, you know. <laughs> don't you want it down on the Nile, you know? <laughs> ha was not really what I did there. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here all week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That was good, yeah, but uh we do have indications that this is, and this is why we're warning people about it. We do have indications, ladies and gentlemen that this is this is broiling into what could legitimately turn into the third world war. Iran is involved um Yemen has now decided to enter into the fray by letting, you know, supposedly letting fanatical elements within the confines of their country fire cruise missiles. And ladies and gentlemen, originally it was reported that these were drones. And I think that it was, it was an attempt by a liberalistic media to dumb down the technology. It is important to recognize that, that Reuters reported that it was unequivocally cruise missiles Mm -hmm. that's a completely different kettle of fish and that's something that that definitely definitely needs to be mentioned because you're not just talking about you know a a paper slash cardboard throwaway drone that you know traveling 300 miles and then dropping you know just got like five kilograms maybe five kilograms of c4 Mm -hmm. these are cruise missiles with you know with 500 to 1000 pound warheads attached to them it takes flight characteristic. It takes programming. It takes radar, and it takes GPS mm-hmm. to get those things from point A to point B. It's a technologically advanced weapon system, and that's what they were firing at. This isn't this, the the rockets that Hamas is firing at the Iron Dome, which are basically they're dumb rockets. So they're ballistic in their trajectory. They go up and they come down, and whatever they hit, they hit. But uh, the uh, uh, the um the navy destroyer the uss Cami, if i remember correctly is the the vessel that actually intercepted the missiles and coming from yemen you would wonder exactly uh, it, exactly who was involved with that and it turns out that they're alleging that it was the iran aligned houthi yeah i know and <coughs> um, that was not on my radar <laughs> Either. So now it's what we're going to, oh, that's the name. We have the name. You know, there's, don't ask why I know this. There's an old prison saying, give your pain a name. Okay. (laughs) And, and you shorten that saying when you meet other people that are from prison. No, I've never been in prison. So, but uh, it's given a name. And when you hear someone say that, it's just kind of like, you know, if someone's complaining about something or well, the man's got me down, you know, uh, give it a name, you know, and that's how it goes. If you want to see a lot of this inference made in a movie, watch uh, Seven Things to Do When You're Dead in Denver, I think, is the name of that movie. It's got Andy Garcia in it, Treat Williams, uh, Christopher Walken, I think, is in it. It's a really good movie, actually. But... <clears throat> You got to give your pain a name. And so with the Houthi, with Hamas, and Hezbollah, I think we could call this the Battle of the Three H's. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, that's, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's the Battle of Lama's class. <laughs> the Battle of the Heavy Breathers. <laughs> yes, Israel picked up the phone and it was an obscene phone call, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't rockets. It wasn't death to Israel. It was, <laughs> what do you have under that yarmulke? You know, <laughs> scratch that. We may edit that
0: part.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. So, but now we got the, the Houthi, we have Hezbollah, we have, we have, Hamas, and we know for a fact that Hezbollah and Houthi, there's no question Iran claims these people. And so we not only have to look at, at, at Palestine, we have to look at Lebanon, we have to look at Iran. Well,
0: my thing is like, you know, you're claiming them. I mean, let's, 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 <laughs> Those let's, are mine. let's yeah, let's treat them like your children, you know, it's like, all right, like they're yours, you're responsible for them. Come here so I can beat the shit out of you. And then, and then we'll deal with your kids. Right. Now, and I think,
1: you know, if actually if you so, did that. So fuck that, you, Iran. Yeah, I agree with you. If you did that, then, you know, and you, this actually boils down to a number of different things. It's funny how you can look at things from uh, scientific methodology and find similarities. This is just like child-parent relationships mm-hmm. in computer science and even in biology. If you deal with the parent and excise the parent, in root commands in a computer, you—if you kill that parent command, you kill everything associated with it, which would include all of the child properties, mm-hmm. right? In biology, if you wipe out the parents, boom. Yeah, the children yeah. are sitting there wandering around, going, mommy, daddy. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, they're
0: successful. You know, life. You know, expectancy rate goes goes way down. Yeah,
1: and they become instantly dependent on the people that wiped out the parents. So right. now you can dictate to them. You can say, "All right, knock it the fuck off over there." Yeah. You know,
0: you're gonna come correct. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna bring you back into the fold. Yeah. Now, see, I think we need to do something like really drastic in this in this you know instance. We kill the kids. Yeah, and and, 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 the then, and then we spank mom and dad until they, you know, until they give us all the fucking oil. <laughs> Although that's,
1: that was I mean, it. well, the, everything's oil-based that. anyway. Did I say that? <laughs> what are we kill them with? Specs of speaking, ladies and gentlemen, so it's landmines. We just plant, there's, <laughs> yes. it, there's no direct targeting, it's just a
0: sprinkling of a million landmines over know, Tehran. Yeah. That's my favorite, my favorite, <laughs> you know my favorite line of defense right there just landmines you know just, at least you can hear land. him coming
1: yeah well yeah boom what was that i don't know was it a bouncing betty claymore maybe an anti-tank mine what was it who knows did it do its job They're screaming yeah there's screaming going on over there so i got somebody <laughs> Think they've learned their lesson yet? Yeah? No, send 10,000 more. We can launch them out of artillery tubes. Which there's, a,
0: there's a movie that I watched, and you, you guys can check this Uh-oh. out. It's called, <laughs> called Incest. And it's wow. one of the stupidest fucking movies I have ever seen. Wait, uh, wait, was... wait, no. It's incest. <laughs> yeah. Let's put a happy spin on this, please. So it's uh, we it's it's based in in Europe, of all places, like like London or like Britain, you know, like in the, the back country, you know, if you will. I've heard they do a lot of incest porn over there, and, more than more than normal. This is a this is a village of like ancestral. Like incestuous, like like the whole village is incestuous. Yeah, well they're all they're all family. Okay, so all, it is. It's an yeah. incestuous village. And they're they're all retarded and you know <laughs> they and they look <laughs> it and uh yeah, it, sure anyways, it's
1: just as in an English village.
0: It, <laughs> I I had so, to watch the whole movie to I'm figure so, it out.
1: I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways,
0: but. there's like these kids driving, you know, through this little town to get to wherever they're going and their car breaks down and then they get abducted by these like this family and when whatever like one, the one girl that survives which is still cracks me up to this day like you know they, they see her like you know running from the, you know this the old dude with the shotgun and he's just walking and he kind of stops and you just see her you know continue to run. And then boom, she hits a landmine. Just out of nowhere. Like no reference to like war or like anything, you know. I mean, just boom. She just she just she, landmine. She just fucking hit a landmine. <laughs> and then that was the end of the movie. That uh,
1: <laughs> and what's scary is that you just described the the plot for the hills have eyes. It was, it was done so in the 70s. This was and The Hills like Have a, Eyes
0: too. <laughs> this was like like a very, very terrible spin-off of oh, the Hills
1: Have a British spin-off of The Hills Have Eyes, uh, and they called it incest. Wow! Oh yeah, they actually. Oh
0: yeah, we'll, no, we'll there was <laughs> uh, there was there was an
1: excellent excellent series. I've actually told you to go and and watch the series. It's a uh, True Detective mm-hmm. on HBO, and the first season with Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, those guys bust fucking chops as actors in that role. They're like up on a pinnacle when they're done. Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. You're just, it's like, it's a tour de force of acting and, you know, excellent subject matter. But there's a scene where they're going after this individual that they've been been trying to get a hold of for quite some time. I won't give the whole thing away. And... As the individual is running away, he hits one of his own booby traps and boom, the same thing happens.
0: And as a viewer, you're like, oh shit, landmine, you know, goddamn, take cover. Right. Well that's, and, well, that's why I bring up landmine. Right? And I'm telling I you, right? Like,
1: it's effective. Well, and it, the psychological effect it has, it stops everybody. You know, there are several things that that do that on a battlefield. One of them is sniper fire. Number one, there's, uh, there's a, a, a record of a German sniper holding off an entire battalion of American paratroopers. You, you know, he's up in a church steeple, and he's just planking people <laughs> Is out. Is
0: that the, the, the sniper they made reference to in Inglorious Bastards? N- uh, it may have been. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Tarantino, I'm kind of here
1: or there. I was a big, huge Tarantino fan. Loved Kill Well, Bell. until he got into politics. Well, yeah. Then he comes out and he's marching that one day on on the streets of New York and he calls all cops murderers. And mm-hmm. I was like, if I ever seen that motherfucker, I'm going to break my foot off so far up his ass, he's going to taste Reebok for a year. Oh, yeah. No, dude. It, it, it. Yeah, there's nothing – and it would have been – it wouldn't have been the hateful eight. It would have been the hateful nine and a half because that's my shoe size, motherfucker. I'm telling you, way hey, what – really pissed me off. You know, I'm not going to name names, but but my whole family, ancestors back, are either military or first responders, law enforcement, et cetera. And I was just like, dude, how do you make that blanket statement? You – well, Predicament. Even, even, even in your movies on nothing but violence. They're some of the goriest, yes, violent movies yeah. you
0: could ever hope to trip over. I think Quentin Tarantino's uh, dad came out uh, shortly after that and was just like the closet. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Maybe oh, uh, you know. Up, sorry, but no. he basically <laughs> was like, uh, "Yeah, I don't agree with my son." No, and actually, like, I do know, it was kind of that. like a like a little little yeah. nudge, like, "Hey, shut the fuck up." And you know, here is the problem.
1: I saw a documentary that was. It wasn't Charlie Rose. I don't remember who it was, but it was Quentin Tarantino being interviewed about his movies. And and, and how he loves feet. Whatever. Dude, that guy scares me. The whole bit. Well, in the... He never, just never looks mind. like a foot yeah, fetish it, kind it, of guy. Yeah. I, I don't... don't be, yeah. He is a guy I don't let into the elementary school. Yes. It's not going to happen. But anyhow, <laughs> um, his knowledge of film cinematography... What he does for a living is scary. It's not just encyclopedic. That guy has an understanding of film that is... It's in the ether. It's Tesla-like. He is... He imports all of this information, and obviously it has a direct effect on how he does it. The problem is, is that he is, A, being political, but B, he is a master at what he does and is so fucking intelligent. But then he's got, you know, and this, this is starting to become more and more prevalent. I wanted to ask you about this because this is the impression I get. We are starting to listen to more and more people that have a Ph.D. in, I don't know, medicine biology, astrophysics, nuclear physics, and because they have that PhD behind their name, we assume that they know everything about everything, and ladies and gentlemen, I know fucking nuclear physicists that don't know where the power button is on a computer, and I'm not lying about that, some of the most intelligent attorneys I know, they can navigate Word, they can't get into the fucking program, but once they get there, they can navigate it, But they are centric in their knowledge base. As a people, we need to stop stratifying the knowledge base and just assuming, okay, well, this person has this level of education, therefore they're intelligent about all things. It doesn't Mm -hmm.
0: mean... Yeah, I, I won't name any names, but I know someone who has a master's degree and, you know, it's not in anything, you know, mathematic, scientific biological. Um, you know, like if she didn't have a 4 i I'd say, wow. You know, <laughs> <laughs> how did you get the 4 Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I, and, you know, and like they brag, you know, and they brag and brag and brag and like, oh yeah, this person's so intelligent, so intelligent. It's just like she's 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 doing, you know, like social work. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm it, sorry. No. Like, and I know that like that does take a little bit of psychology, but I mean she's filling up you know I'm, I'm sorry I won't go any further than that because I could get back to the wrong person but right but
1: um, and and I I'm aware of the individual you speak of and you're right just because they have uh you know what they used to refer to as a sheepskin right doesn't make them particularly you know intellectually capable as it applies to the solving of all problems in all places mm-hmm. you know um you want to you want to talk or talk you can't talk to them anymore obviously but you want to you know there are individuals that you can listen to in relation to to constitutional law, uh, you know, politics as a whole, who are just mind-bogglingly intelligent. And it's their ability to take all of the pieces of information that they have and compile them into a reference that is easily understandable. You know, we've we've said this before. Einstein believed that the perfect understanding or equation to explain all things in the universe should be able to fit on the back of a bubblegum baseball card and be understood by a 12-year-old. That was his inference. That's elegance. When you start talking about, you know, people that are very intelligent, they're, they're the, the people that I trust in relation to their ability to understand something and then convey knowledge, they have an elegance about their thought process that gets you not around things, but clearly through patterns of thought that leads from point A to point B. And I don't have to go tangential and go over here to subpoint one and, you know, figure that out and then disseminate and delouse because you're of this particular political orientation. It's just pure clean facts that are delineated. And then you can reference things that occurred that prove your point. You know, it's a scientific method. And, and, you know, we need to stop listening to people that are we're just being told are smart. OK, stop listening. I love Elon Musk for a couple of things. You know, the X thing. We've talked about that. That doesn't mean that he has the solve for every social problem that we have on on this planet. Stop listening to Elon Musk. Stop listening to Steven Spielberg. Stop listening to Bill Gates. He put together the microchip. It doesn't mean, you know, with all of his money that he's given to uh, fund programs for, you know, uh, epidemiology and for the understanding of viruses, how many outbreaks has he solved? What has he given us that says, oh, yeah, we don't have AIDS anymore. We don't have SARS anymore. How did he help the COVID, you know, break out? He didn't. (laughs) <laughs> and none of the money that he did really did either. Yeah, it added to the research. But he couldn't solve the problem. You know, yes, you made an electric car, Elon. Fantastic. It doesn't mean – Well, no, he bought the company. Well, and, yeah. I mean, he, didn't, yeah.
0: yeah he didn't make the – no,
1: <laughs> he didn't make the car. You're exactly right. He, he – He didn't design the rockets that are attached to the SpaceX program. He had people that did that for him. He isn't an expert on on living on Mars. He has a bunch of people with him that are experts on that. Stop listening to these fucking people because supposedly they know all. They don't know any more than you do. They happen to have made, you know, yes, they may be intelligent. They They may have an exorbitant amount of money. They may have been very intelligent in their acquisition of that money,
0: but stop fucking listening to well, them and I about like, all things. Hey, you brought up Bill Gates. I mean, the guy, you know, basically stole a you know a microchip company out of someone's garage. He was. Yeah, he was not the only originator yeah, I think he of paid, the Microsoft. Like, paid yet. the dude like five thousand bucks for the idea or some shit like that. I forgot all, the whole story behind it. But uh, okay, so f- fast forward, you know, to today. And, you know, how the fuck does he go from microchips to, you know, epidemiology, uh, yeah. getting into our like the food industry and, you know, genetically modifying food and making right. fake meat? Like, you know, if and, you know, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, what happened <sighs> to Melinda? You know, she divorced Bill Gates be- for what reason? Like, you know, why was that kept so quiet? Like, what does right. she know? Like, why did she want to separate herself from that fucking From this, this great... Philanthropic individual, yeah, yeah one this, of the richest men philan- in the world, yeah,
1: philanthropist. I give, yeah, I give know. all, yeah, know. it just doesn't make
0: any sense, yeah, you know, be, just because you won't let your kids, yeah, and this said this. my just own because. brother, I love him to death. He'll, I know he'll never listen to this, so I'm gonna go, go ahead and say <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you can go, home I, wild. you know, he uh, he married a surgeon, she's very intelligent. Um, would I listen to her politically? Fuck No, yeah, yeah. you know, would I go to her to ha- like have her cut me open? Absolutely. Right, but I, you know, talk, we can't talk politics again. And you know, love him to death. He's a PA, and you know, I think he he latched on to that because he knew he couldn't become a doctor, and you know, he he wanted to maintain that level of intelligence that he you know that he right. you know married into. Um, mm-hmm. You know, God bless him, but you know, but it doesn't make it doesn't him an make, expert. Yeah, it doesn't make else. you any smarter than yeah. anybody.
1: And it doesn't necessarily. We're not experts, but I don't claim to be right we're espousing to critique and understand and talk about news and other items on this show it doesn't mean that we're fucking experts we're just i think what we bring here is just a critical thinking block we say it a lot mm-hmm. critical thinking is a crew is a
0: skill set well, it's, it's something and that you have to it work it was on. actually i was in school when they quit teaching Critical thinking. Yeah. And they started it, moving in the whole new wave of, of of
1: education. Well, now it's and you know, I haven't obviously I haven't been in college for a great number of years. But I mean, that was the first place that I was I was exposed to. And what was funny is that I'm exposed to it under the, you know, under the auspice of academia, but it was things that my father had already been teaching me for my entire youth. You know, this is how you handle your thought, this is how you examine your argument. Interestingly enough, it's a it's a you know chief detective of a district attorney's office that's teaching me this. So of course, there are critical thinking skills applied, mm-hmm. and then you know oh okay, so there are names for this. You know there are methodologies of examining the argument and identifying what kind of argument it is, and you know how to separate yourself from the discussion. And yeah, none of that is going on now.
0: Well, no, and then like whenever I left school to to our viewers, I dropped out of high school. I, well, I was actually kicked out of high school. I just never went back. Um and, uh, See the Phantom
1: Pooper episode. Yeah, yeah, of we missed the bus. You, you can listen to it
0: <laughs> all day. Um But you know, I just, uh, I, I, I think that taking critical thinking out of school was probably the turning point for. Uh, well, we, our, we replaced our it with woke. Well, and like you know, woke I would, education. It, it was it was crazy, man. Like you know, especially when I got to to high school, it was very much. You know the the teachers who taught, who actually taught, um, you could see their frustration when they would have to stop, like in the middle of their their teaching year, and and start teaching this uh, curriculum that was created by the state of Florida for the standardized testing that uh, that uh, uh, who is it. Uh, Jeb Bush put together at the time. Yeah, that Bush. Was, put that it was together. his huge push when he was our governor. Education and it, standardized it, testing. It literally, I mean, the teachers didn't want to teach it because they they were looking at it like this doesn't make any sense. This isn't how you. This isn't how you teach. Well, the teachers
1: in the back of the day, you're exactly right because they knew what they was gonna what it was gonna turn into. And now. Although they, they will, you know, scream to the high heavens that this isn't the case, it turned into a system that was teach to test.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's exactly yeah. right. And so I think, you know, I, I left at a very good time because I didn't miss anything.
1: No. And, you know, and- the, the funny thing is, is that. Even to this day, when you talk to you know when when they they have talked to, uh, the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies that talk about recruiting, mm-hmm. you know, and and we've we've had some experience with that lately in relation to AI and applications and automating the recruiting process. It's something that uh, uh, Specs's company is now now uh, attached themselves to with uh, you know a, a peripheral individual the fortune 500 companies that were coming up during the 80s in the 90s and the early 2000s didn't really prefer college graduates mm-hmm. that like they do today where you know you know somebody personally in your family that just got a really good job moving from one city to another city with not a lot of experience in that particular field but they got it because they had a degree that mm-hmm. you would agree with that right? Right, right okay so back in the 80s and the 90s they didn't put that much Onus on it for one reason, college, and they were as liberal then as they are now. The CEOs realized that colleges were conditioning people to think a particular way, mm-hmm. and that way was counterintuitive to making money.
0: Yes, 100%. and so
1: yeah, so they were like, "We have to, we have to unteach them right. or unlearn well, them."
0: And I don't mean to interrupt, but like my one of my very best friends was a financial advisor, now works for a large company called Navy Fed. Um, when when we talk about like my business dealings and things that I've had to do and decisions that I had to make and jumps that uh, you know that I had to to just you know just blindly make, um, he looks at me and he goes just like, Oh my god, I could never do that. Right. And it wasn't
1: taught to him either.
0: Yeah. And yeah. and you know, and and he he has that that, you know, that structured thinking. Yep that was given to him by other financial advisors that went to school, MBAs and whatnot, and they just can't wrap their head around the risk. And it's like, you know, there is no reward without the risk. If you do get the reward without the risk, there was no risk at all. Right. You know?
1: And it's the, you know, it is the hardest thing. There's uh you know, there's a, a, a placard, uh, at the, uh, uh, there's a NCO bar at the military base in England, uh, Hereford, where the SAS is largely stationed out of and inside of this bar, there's a placard. And in Latin, it simply states, He who dares wins. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of truth behind that. Yeah, it. there's a lot of truth behind okay. that statement.
0: Generational wealth has not always been generational. There was somebody along that generation that had to take a chance. Yeah, somebody somewhere
1: built that money. Right. Yeah. You may be spending
0: on it. Oh, yeah
1: but yeah someone
0: had to take the chance and then
1: after they took the chance what i what i find interesting what they don't realize is not only did they take the chance but oftentimes they started making decisions that were really difficult and when you look when you look back on them with that 2020 hindsight it it looks like these you know decisions were cold or crass or mm-hmm. harsh and you're like you know what they were probably solely predicated on on allowing the company to continue to grow
0: mm-hmm.
1: And by doing so, you get more employees. You're generating more product. You're you're activating income, which means you're affecting the local economy, and then hopefully the national economy, and maybe even the global economy. But if you're not making those decisions and taking <clears throat> those actions, you are part of a system of stagnation, mm-hmm. and that's how that's what kills economies.
0: Well, and then those are all the people that have opinions that make no decisions or, or that make no, you know, no waves in the economy. And
1: and it's it happens. Also because of a state of protection. Right now, uh, the Bank of America CEO came out and made Mm -hmm. a statement two days ago and said we – we forecasted that 6 months we forecasted 6 months ago that based on the degree of of the interest rate hikes and how the fed is handling inflation we were come to we were going to come to a point where the american public as consumers were literally going to be be pained yeah, they call actually called it the point of pain. Uh, yeah, the point of pain in their purchases. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They came out two days ago, and they said, we've reached it. Mm-hmm. Americans are not spending money anymore. And if
0: you want to see what happened with the, the crash of 29, that's what happened. Well, my, my mom and dad actually had a conversation with my best friend's parents, and I was over there helping them – you know, get their their new car, uh stereo oh, right. all put together. <laughs> they're good friends of mine. So, now, ladies and gentlemen, and as fun. you
1: enter into the new automotive industry, make sure that
0: you have either a son or daughter that well, is technically guided. Side story: What's really <laughs> funny about that whole this whole thing that while we're laughing so hard is this gentleman used to be an A four fighter pilot. Well, it, in fact,
1: this, all right, let's let the cat out of the bag. It's Ray,
0: <laughs> it's fucking Ray. I'm sorry, Ray. I love you. Yeah, we. It, <laughs> And no, I have no problem, you know, but anyways, I go over there and, and uh, our parents, you know, my parents and Steph's parents, right, you know, my, one of my best friends, um, they 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 love to hang out. So I was like, oh, you know, we, we got to get together, we got to get, right. get together, we got to go, you know, go to a dinner, go they're, hang they're out. They're friends. Yeah, yeah. They're really yeah. good yeah, family friends. They like friends to socialize. Almost, yeah. You know, we all go out together. And uh, and Ray actually made the comment. He goes, yeah, I was talking to your, your mom and dad the other day. And, uh, you know, they made the comment. They were like, yeah, you know, we're going to we're going to start spending a little more time at home. Yeah. And not, you know, not that they didn't want to hang out with Kathy and Ray. Like that, that's not what I'm saying at all. They were just making the comment that like, you know, they're, they're a little weary of going out in, in large public places now and a, you know, spending, it, it, spending money is, you know, it's just like, okay, well, we kind of need to Any know, family to that hang pays attention
1: that. to their budget right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I, I remember sitting down with my significant other, Cam's, what was it? Two three months ago, and I couldn't believe how much more money was leaving the household.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, okay. And then that's what we started to do. I was like, you know what? We're going to spend more time paying attention to our our menu that we're cooking at home. Mm-hmm. And she agreed. She was like, wow, this is you know this is really increased. And it's not a, you know it's not an a, an insubstantial amount. You know, you're talking it went from baseline everything is covered we're okay we can spend a little extra money but now there's an extra 800 to a thousand dollars that's leaving the household just because of inflation right now Mm -hmm. and you you know and the more you try to spend out you know just uh, spending money outside of the household in consumerism the worse it is to boot because of what you're paying in payment processing fees and interest rates on your credit cards. Oh, and, yeah. you know, the the latest estimate now, we've talked about this in other places, is that you are only working for yourself and for the interest of your home and savings, et cetera, six months out of the year. <laughs> the rest of your time is spent, especially if you don't use cash, the rest of your time is spent paying off the percentages that are that are built up in credit card processing fees right. you're literally working to pay people to spend money mm-hmm. that's it and yep. so, you know, it's something that, you know, needs to be uh, paid attention to. We have driven so far off the fucking rails here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what we do. That's yeah, what, we do. It, it, what back, we do. Let's get this train back yeah, on the track. We're, we're going to get the train back on the track. And in the process, one of the things that we are going to mention real quick, ladies and gentlemen, if you do listen to this and you have, you have individuals that have – have a habit of, of listening to the the liberal side of things. Please tell them to reach out and slap every member of the quote unquote ska, squad,
0: right, the squad
1: right upside the head. So Hamas Ooh. attacks Israel, mm-hmm. right, and they say nothing. It is literally crickets from the squad all five members of them oh, aoc talib captain you know Bernouz. is that a Bernouz, mr lutol
0: but i want i do want to say that aoc is probably the only uh, waitress in history that's never brought anything to the table
1: <laughs> thank you very much ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Specs will be here all week because I'm going to leave him here Wait, well, hey, you
0: don't have a car you can't go anywhere
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay so there will be some tire flattening coming shortly no I uh, actually I agree with that and yeah it's... I can't take credit
0: for that I, yeah. I, saw, I saw that in a meme <laughs> <laughs> but it's
1: true yeah it's very true so AOC and the squad are totally silent They don't make any noise. Hamas attacks Israel, total silence. And people start asking about it on the second day of the war. They're like, yeah, got any words of wisdom here? So there was um, what was purported to be a failed attack. And initial reports was that an Israeli rocket had detonated over a Hamas-backed hospital in the Gaza Strip and had... Killed 500 people. So the Palestinians immediately start releasing every piece of fucking, you know, social media they can saying is really just killed 500 people. So or Israel just killed 500 people. So civilians at a hospital. Yes, it was in a Hamas back hospital, but you a funded hospital, I should say. Quickly, though, the evidence is shown that it was a rocket originating from the hospital. And then we found out.
0: Well, I didn't realize that
1: hospitals came equipped with their own yeah, rocket well, system. You know, oh, we don't shit. live in the Middle East. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would put self-defense turrets on any hospital I built. Right? Well,
0: hey, that new, mm-hmm. the new Baptist. I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Sacred Heart, maybe so. But uh, you know, um, the uh, it, so the the uh, so the scuttlebutt comes down <laughs> one of one Specs' favorite words uh, from uh, Israeli and American intelligence. Organs. Since we're talking about hospitals, that's what Mm -hmm. we call them. That, in fact, the rocket had been purportedly fired by the Islamic Jihad, which is uh, we forgot to add them to our our cast of players. The Islamic Jihad, which is Iranian based and completely manned by Iranian terrorists, are in Palestinian territories now. And actively working in those territories. So they set off the rocket. Now, the reports are still currently, and we're going to go – we're going to go into a f- fortune
0: teller since we've got somebody <laughs> across the way here that doesn't like profits. Hey, I just don't <laughs> want anybody yelling at us for – yeah. You know, for using that word. <laughs> Fuck you, prophet.
1: <laughs> you know, we could – we hey, we can make this go a couple of different ways. We could always
0: Prophet. I like how it changes yours but not mine. <laughs> That's, that way you can make fun of me while I'm doing it. <laughs> that was very Legion. That was very Exorcist too,
1: you know. So – but – they, uh, so the reports are coming out of Israel and coming out of the United States that the Islamic Jihad tried to fire off a rocket. They placed the rocket battery next to the hospital to prevent counter-battery fire from Israel or even now the United States because we've got two aircraft carriers, the entire complement of ships with those task forces and 2,000 Marines that are now there. They're there off the off the coast of Israel. So we're ready to jump, but and we're already shooting things down, as we reported, you know, that are flying over the skies toward Israel. So interestingly enough, they put the battery there next to the hospital. The reports are that they tried to fire a rocket into Israel. There was some type of malfunction. The rocket detonated while it was still attached to the battery, and it subsequently destroyed the hospital. It took me about five seconds of looking at this with my previous profession's disposition. And I believe that the Islamic Jihad intentionally detonated the rocket next to the hospital specifically for the purpose of trying to blame the Israelis.
0: That, or They just loaded it backwards.
1: That's also a possibility. That's a huge possibility. The only reason that I don't think that was the case, we didn't find any acne anvils and or pianos oh, surrounding okay. the area. That's a
0: key indicator. Yeah.
1: Right without the Wile e. Coyote effect, you know, and ladies and gentlemen, it does, that does happen. I Yeah. I've seen – I've seen mortar encampments that were clearly destroyed because the mortar cooked off in the tube. Oh,
0: yeah. It's
1: stuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was because they didn't understand what they were doing and they had a wily e. Coyote moment. And But next to it, I found an Acme safe, oddly enough. And it was attached to a pulley and a rope. And I was like, ah, wily e. Coyote situation here, guys. So <laughs> I mean, we didn't find any of that. We didn't find any of that right now. And I'm not to say – I'm not saying that Warner Brothers is supporting
0: right. <laughs> the – Right. No, Hamas so the but side note on that, um, New York, you need to calm the fuck down. All right, so I've been a, a part of a few business uh, groups that have uh, lots of members added to them, all of which you know you can consider it like an open public right. group where anybody can post, you know, anything that they want. Um, and shortly after that, that incident we're talking about now, um, Palestinians in New York started posting, uh, you know, cartoons on these well it was actually a podcasting website. Right. Or, I mean a group, I'm sorry. Um and it was uh it was a couple of like ca- uh, people holding cameras and oh a, I saw you a, yeah a, you a baby crying yeah. with an like Israeli shirt on. And then the other part was a bunch of Israelis who were who had been dismembered. Dead Palestinians, yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah I'm sorry yeah. Palestinians. Yeah. Um and uh and then I so I keep seeing more and more shit like that yeah and it's just you know no wait right. you and i were talking allowed. about it
1: this morning before the show be a uh, black lives matter that that knucklehead group they posted on their on their x account formerly known as twitter thank you that's number 1025 by the way ladies and gentlemen <laughs> um they uh they posted on their x account that uh they uh, a we support palestine uh, we, we support the Palestinians meme, image, graphic, and it's got an image of a paraglider, the silhouette of a paraglider, and the canopy, the parachute canopy is a Palestinian flag. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? These are the individuals that use paragliders to get into Israel that killed 207 Whoa. of the attendees of the Nova
0: concert. and And now, now they've actually got hostages. Oh like yeah, no, the same paratroopers that yeah. came in. Like they've got, they actually have some American hostages that were at Israeli that, and right, American. Right, yeah, that were at that festival.
1: Well, that was the whole purpose. That's this is this is this is a human shield tactic. Yeah, that's what they do, and it doesn't make it any more right. But on the other end of the spectrum, things are not going like they planned. The IDF, which is the the Israeli defense force. It's very close to IDGF. Yeah, which it. is well, you know, and I find it I find it interesting because they they just refer to themselves in that manner and it reminds me of Japan. Now Japan can't form an actual military because of treaty post World War II. And so they just have the Japanese Defense Force, the JDF. And that's all they can do. Uh, They actually, there's a methodology of procurement that they have to utilize where they actually get most of their equipment from the United States and then improve it. (laughs) We have the F-16 Fighting Falcon. They took the F-16 Fighting Falcon and turned it into the Viper variant, which is a kick-ass. The F-16 was already a kick-ass aircraft. Air-to-air, air-to-mud, this thing can do it all. The Viper is 10 times more lethal. And so, but anyhow, yeah, the JDF works like that. I don't know why they call it the IDF though. I, you know, I guess they want to tone it down because sitting behind those, those beautiful brown eyes of the IDF is the fucking Mossad, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And you were like, yeah, Mossad's got a rep. So you need to be the IDF. We were going to call you the hammer of God, but we can't do that. We're just <laughs> going to call you the IDF because we got the Mossad behind us, you know, and the Mossad <laughs> was like looking at him going, don't make me look over there. And, you know, I wouldn't look over there. But anyhow, the moving talking about that. So the squad, the minute that happens, like you see the post coming from people in New York. Oh, the Palestinians, oh, no, 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 the Israelis come. And the squad immediately jumps on the story. Oh my God, the Israelis are are nuking hospitals in, in the Gaza Strip, you know, in the West Bank. Oh my lord. And then the evidence comes out quickly. This is what it was. Islamic Jihad fired, tried to fire a rocket, detonated everybody in the hospital dead. I say, and I don't think I'm wrong here, they intentionally did it just to be able to point back to Israel and say, see, they're the monsters. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think that they'll do that, we're talking about the same horrific motherfuckers that just spent a couple of days beheading infants Mm -hmm. in Israel. Right sacrificing yeah, no, 500 will... Palestinians for, not... for
0: a look. Oh, yeah. yeah for a look. Yeah. Absolutely. Lookie, 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 lookie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And why else do you think they put fucking rockets on hospitals? Because well, they think that we're not going to go after that hospital.
1: You know, and the funny thing is, is that we. we I'd be, I'd be we, de- demolishing fucking hospitals. We've had this problem before. We had this problem in Afghanistan. We had this problem in Iraq where, you know, medical facilities were destroyed and then you got a bunch of people standing around in their Islamic way, you know, with their hands out at each, at their side screaming, oh, the Americans, they destroyed this hospital. And you never hear the intelligence side of the story. We're like, yeah, there were no patients in that hospital. You were using it as one of your primary command and control centers for, you know, the Taliban. We destroyed it. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, the second we destroy it, you know, you guys come out of the woodworks and start scrambling over the the rubble, mm-hmm. and then it's a, you know, it's an it's it's you know, an act against the Geneva Convention. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an act against humanity, and so it is here. I'll guarantee you, the Islamic Jihad detonated that fucking, and I'll bet you it wasn't even a rocket. Why even waste the rocket? Yeah, no, it was yeah, probably it was take just take twenty c- pounds of C four controlled, C4. controlled yeah. demolition. Yeah, just take say C four, Semtex, whatever you want to find, plastic grenades. Who knows? <laughs> Put it landmines. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just, I don't think they work in a building. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, not I mean, that effectively. Yeah. Well, in a controlled space, kill box. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That's,
1: that's not very nice. So, um, you know, we definitely, we definitely should
2: <laughs> pay a little, little less
1: attention to that. But, you know, the, the squad then shuts up. Intelligence sources come out to give us the facts. The squad says nothing and haven't since. Their Twitter feeds, silent. Again. Oh, once X, again. X feeds. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. You know, what's funny, though, is that if you look it up on the internet. It's still Twitter. Thank you. Thank you, Quiria. Yeah. It's still Twitter. No. Yeah. it's and, and it's like, okay, so is it X or is it Twitter? Why doesn't he just name it Twitter X? Uh, I don't know. Why not,
0: why not don't just know. put like X? Xer. X, X, Xer? Twi- Twixer? I, <laughs> Twix? Oh, they couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a right one and a left, left to one. Left right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: more, only, of a, more of a Only game, the so. English, uh, the the uh, the people uh, hailing from the United Kingdom get that joke with us. Just know. <laughs> so, but anyhow, yeah, this the squad goes completely silent on it. Um, they For, need first to,
0: time in a long time they've yeah. actually been silent well, about anything.
1: So this is my opinion real quick on this before we get on to some of the other things that we wanted to talk about. They're really close, really close, in my opinion, to sedition with the way that they're conducting themselves with the how they disseminate disinformation, how they are trying to suborn the political process in this country and our laws You're getting damn close to sedition. And this is one of the things, and I've heard this comment made several times this week. Matt Getz, I love you, brother, and some of the things that you do, but you fucked up so big here. We are leaderless in the house right now, and it's your fucking fault. It is. You moved, and you moved precipitously, and you moved without an understanding of the ripple effect. That was going to occur. I agree with what you wanted to do, and this is this is a you'll hear this within the confines of every every troubleshooting matrix in the world. It's not what you did or wanted to do; it's how you did it. You fucked this up. Now Jim Jordan can't get in because you got some some nutsy, Fagan Republicans, eight of them now. The number is going like now. We don't want Jim Jordan. And there's a real possibility that a Democrat is going to end up in that fucking position. So you're about to lose control of the House. You fucked us on the ability to make decisions when we're about to go to war. And if you don't think that we're not going to to go to war, you're just out of it. You're on something. I wish to join you. Let's all sit down. Can you share? Yeah, you and I sit down in the forest. (laughs) Oh, wow. Everything's so much better now. Are we at war? Yes, we are. I love war. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I already said I, I belong to that camp already. <laughs> so, sorry, wait a minute. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, uh,
1: we're not sitting with the preppers, ladies and gentlemen. We're not we're sitting with the, the shit hit the fan community. I, I know a great many of them, but we're not in that circle yet. Although we aren't being, we're walking towards it of our own volition. Yeah, now we're getting close. Yeah. so we're knocking on that door. But one of the things that we have to be careful of is while this is all going, while we have the squad seditiously disseminating misinformation, Information and not speaking to the truth, we, we have truth speakers who are so rare. This is why I like Troy Gowdy. He just would have enough and he would say, he would tell people to stop and tell them not why they were wrong from a moral or ethical standpoint. They, he would explain to them that their facts <laughs> were wrong. And then continue the conversation from there. That way you didn't get emotional. You're not attacking the person. You're attacking the information that they have, which is how you're supposed to have a discussion like Mm -hmm. that. But then you're going to also need firebrands. And one of the firebrands that we've been presented with this week, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, the former head of Trump's ICE unit, he had a few things to say about the fine individuals that are part of the Biden administration that had talked about the inhumane, you know, border situation and what he says resonates in a our profit-like statement. Now, granted, this guy has been upset about this and pissed off about this for the last year. He's been on this bandwagon much longer than we have. But it was interesting that you know the first thing that he pops up with, which you know he was he was at uh, uh, the the first you know uh, Republican convention summit. This is what he decides to talk about. So let's. Uh, Let's give a uh, uh, a short listen to this individual here in relation to parts of the world. in I think relation had, to what he uh, he had to, to say.
0: Acting Ice Director Tom Homan.
2: I'm a Trump guy, all the way. I listen to asa hutchinson who i respect the man I, res- I respect every candidate is running for president well not chris christie i don't respect him a bit <laughs> but uh, we're yeah. laughing here but they all keep talking about what they're going to do on the border you know we don't need to pretend trump we got a trump and we and we secured the board the highest level we ever had and look Everybody, you know, I, I met a lot of people today, I said, why are you, you know, I see you on Fox News, you're always so emotional, and I see you're screaming at Congress, because I wake up every day pissed off. I wake up every day pissed off because we gave this administration the most secure border in my lifetime. And the data proves it. Illegal immigration was down 83 to 90 yeah. percent. A record. No one's ever accomplished that. Illegal immigration was down a 45-year low. Now, I, you shared my video. I've worked for six presidents, starting with Ronald Reagan. Every president I've ever worked for said they took actions to try to secure the border. Even Clinton Obama took actions to secure the border. No one did more than President Trump. But President Biden is the first president in the history of this nation who came in office and unsecured a border. And that pisses me off. Because when you unsecured a border, people die. Now I, I I see the White House moron, the, the, whatever the White the spokesperson and and Jen Psaki before her. They will they will say, the Trump administration's inhumane policies. Zinger. You guys, you're inhumane. You're racist. And our policy is much more humane. That's a bunch of bullshit. Can let me tell you the say, truth.
0: preach it, brother. Under President Testify. Trump, Dr.
2: Doctors all Borders did a study. that said thirty-one percent of women that make that journey get sexually assaulted. Now, I, I've, talked to, I've talked to girls as young as nine years old when I was a special agent that was raped multiple times by the criminal cartels in Mexico. They're animals. And when you sit down and talk to a nine-year-old little girl and look in her eyes, and, and every bit of humanity's been stolen from her, everything innocent, it breaks your heart
1: had to hold it and together. It pisses there. me
2: off. Because when President Trump had illegal immigration down 83% to 90%, depending on what time frame you looked at, how many women weren't being raped? How many children weren't dying? How many pounds of fentanyl didn't make it in the country to kill Americans? How many known suspected terrorists didn't get in the country because our border was secure? President Trump's policies were not inhumane. They saved lives. President Biden wants to say the policies are more humane. Let me set the record straight. Over 1,700 migrants have died on U.S. soil since Joe Biden's been president. 1,700 migrants have died on U.S. soil, a record. Over 100,000 Americans have died from fentanyl overdoses, a record. ICE has more sex trafficking investigations of women and children this year than the last six years combined, a record number of women and children being sex trafficked. And the thing that bothers me the most on top of all those terrible things, a record number of known suspected terrorists have been arrested trying to enter this country. Don't tell me his policy is humane. They're killing people at record numbers. They're killing migrants at record numbers, they're killing Americans at record numbers. Bottom line President Trump was one badass president. Yeah. Now, Asa talked t- about the, 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 the border barriers, the, the things floating in the river. He was wrong. Trump administration was studying those things. We had them. We looked at them. We we're doing a, a massive study, find out they're safe, how effective they are. Unfortunately, President Trump didn't continue to be president, and that project stopped. Governor Abbott took that project over and took it. We are already looking at that. And, and I hear every candidate say, oh, we're going to go down there, and we're going, to, we're going to build the wall, and we're going to hold First of all, President Trump, he didn't ask Mexico for help. He told Mexico you're going to help. He told him, he said, "You're gonna put soldiers on your northern border and southern border, and you're gonna you're gonna participate and remain in Mexico program. If you don't, I'll tariff the hell out of you in the billions of dollars." And he did it. Central American countries. I, I went there with, when President when President Trump was in office. We went to New York City. We did a, We did a press conference we just did an operation called Operation Matador. We arrested just shy of 500 gang members, most of them MS-13. President Trump. On the way home, we we're flying Air Force One. He goes, Tom, how quick can we get these people deported? I said, well, it's difficult, because El Salvador pushes back on the criminals coming back to the country. You don't understand this. We can't just deport people to home country. We got to ask permission, and we need a travel document. And President Trump looked at me, he goes, what are you talking about? I says, El Salvador is pushing back and taking these people back. They won't issue travel documents and won't give us landing rights. He looked at me, and says, yeah. he goes, let me get back to you. <laughs> He Jesus. called the president of El Salvador and says, you will take him back. He goes, I'm going to take every dollar of international aid away from you. Two days later, Trump calls him, sitting at my desk, he calls my phone, he says, how many planes can you fill up to go to El Salvador? <laughs> the next day, we filled 11 planes and sent them south.
1: Which is about 600 people.
2: I sat in the Oval Office one time, President Trump goes, Okay, Tom, I, people, keep, you know, I, I, people keep saying that these people come for a better life and we ought to create opportunity zones down there so they stop coming. I said, look, we tried this. I've been doing this 30 years. We keep giving them billions of dollars to create opportunities, and people don't want to. I said, it doesn't get to where it needs to go. These governments are corrupt. I says, it never works. He goes, I agree. He goes, matter of fact, I'm not going to offer them any money. I want to take money away. He called the three present Central American countries and he told them you're entering the safe third country agreements. You're going to, so that means if someone gets out of Honduras and they're really escaping fear and persecution from their homeland, which most are not, but they're really escaping fear and persecution from homeland, then like in Mexico, Had they not escaped that fear and persecution? They, they, they get asylum them in Mexico. And he told Mexico and the three Central American countries, you want to enter into agreement where someone gets into your country and they left their country with their claim is, uh, is political, uh, is, is, is uh, 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 fear and, and political uh, hatred toward them. You're going to take them and give them amnesty in your country. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, they said, ah, well, yeah, we're not going to do this. He goes, okay. All internationality stops. Next day, they all said, okay, Mr. President, how, how quick can we get this program started? <laughs> because Congress wasn't doing a damn thing. People don't they understand got heads this fast. Most yeah. of the time, so President Trump said, "I'm not waiting for Congress. I'm gonna make it happen." He he built the wall. Let me let me make something straight. Chris Christie, he built more than 53 miles of wall. You're a liar. Did, you don't know what the hell you're even talking about. I was there for, for Trump said when he came into office. I want board for. I want 450 miles of wall in my first term, four years. We built 465. So, you know, Chris Christie, try reading a book. <laughs> or talk to an expert on the board. The difference between all these other people and President Trump, President Trump talked to the experts. The border wall wasn't Trump's idea. It was a guy, men and women, the border patrol. I was, in the the, I was in the overall office all the time. Tom, how do we do this, how do we do this, how do we do this? He talked to people with 30 plus years experience. We told him what we needed and he got it done. That's why illegal immigration was at a 45 year low. Then this moron comes into the office and he unsecures the border, and let me tell you what he's done. Their first year in the Biden administration, 1.7 million illegal entries, an historic record. This country never saw that many people before, 1.7. And you know what, he broke his own record the second year with 2.4 million, another historic record. And the numbers aren't out yet because they haven't released September numbers yet because they're shitting their pants because they know that it's going to be a bad number. Amen. I'm telling you right now. We're looking at about 3.1 His first year historic record 1.4. He has doubled the his historic record at 3.1 million encounters Think about that We the strongest country in the world no longer controls the southern border I talked to chief patrol agents and say look it's 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 broken out These people I can't contain what's coming across and what's your answer? Their answer, this administration let's send more resource, resources to the border to process, process quicker and release quicker. Because if there's no overcrowding, there's no crisis. And Secretary Mayorkas, who needs to be impeached, should have been impeached two years ago. Amen. He mm-hmm. keeps saying, oh, the border's secure. The border's <clears throat> secure. Every time his lips moves, he's lying. <laughs> it's disgusting, it's borderline treasonous. And, a, and, a demo, and, a, I'm, no, and the Republicans, too, in the midterm, are saying, oh, we're gonna impeach the guy. Now, obviously, they don't hear about it. They need to get their head out of their asses and impeach the man because of what he's done to this country. Because of what they've done to this country, we got over 100,000 dead Americans. We got a record number of non suspected terrorists. On the southwest border alone, 267 people off the terrorist watch list. That five minutes don't mean nothing to me. You know, <laughs> a, 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 I, there was a congressman, their congressman used to gavel me. What was his name, Jay Paul? And I, I, I reminded her, she worked for me. She worked for us. The members of Congress worked for us. So if, if a congressman can't gavel me off the stage, you ain't getting me off the stage. Bro, <laughs> I want to get off the stage. Cause, cause oh, yeah. He's on a roll. roll. Yeah. Yeah. Let, leave I'm him alone. When I'm pissed off, I got to go. <laughs> but because of his policies, we got over 100,000 dead Americans. We get a record number of children, sex trafficking. They keep beating us up over what they call family separation or zero tolerance. this we'll is zero tolerance all the time. Why would we put zero tolerance into play? Because people were dying. Women are getting raped. So we said, let's start prosecuting them. Maybe they'll stop bringing their kids through this border so the kids aren't dying and the women aren't being raped. That was our intent. And how dare you talk about our inhumane policies when the Trump administration, when the Biden administration, can't find 100,000 children that they released to so called sponsors. Gone.
0: Mm-hmm. They're telling gone. telling you. Quote unquote sponsors. The, the, the
2: guy that runs HHS, child creditors. of Sarah, yep. he had his Phanthropy. speech the other day and said, We're releasing children at record numbers, at, at fast pace. We're, they're not in our custody more in a few days. That's nothing to be proud of. Yeah. Because you're not betting the sponsors, and now you can't find 100,000 children. I'm telling you, folks, I've done this for 35 years. Based on my years' experience in investigating tra- trafficking cartels, some of these children are going to be in pornographic movies, some of these children are living with pedophiles, and some of these children are in forced labor. ICE already done four different investigations. They found children as young as nine years old cleaning up entrails at a meatpacking plant in a midnight shift not getting paid.
1: Here in the U.S. Why would you
2: release five or six female children to one male sponsor? Why would you do that? So God helped these children. God help these children. I love kids, and and this administration, I'm, I don't want to hear another word about you being humane. You're putting children at risk. Record number of Americans are dying. Record numbers of migrants are dying. There's one guy, who can fix this shit, and it's Donald Trump. Yeah. How are we done the find People bug me up the front row here. <laughs> Look, I did. I did. Uh, I, did uh, I knew President Trump was going to run before you did, because I had dinner with Las Vegas about six months before he announced. we were having dinner. And he looked, looked at me and says, Tom, I think I'm coming back. If I come back, can I get you to come back? I says, I tell you what, sir, I'm so pissed off, I'll come back for free.
1: Think about that. <laughs> and I will. And he will. I, I, President I believe Trump
2: that proved the board be secured. President proved Congress don't get off their ass. He'll secure it through executive actions. We'll finish building the wall. Every place they built the wall. Illegal immigration went down. Illegal drug flow went down in that area. Where are the people coming across right now? Where's this 3.1 million coming across? Well, there's not a wall. And walls save lives. Women and children can't climb the walls. that out- funnels them to a place there's not a wall where board patrols there waiting on them and can help them and save some lives. Walls are meant to slow people down. If you touch that climb under that, you dig under that wall, we know. If you climb that wall, we know. It's a smart wall. Walls work. President Trump had the best policies I ever seen in my 35 years. What he did was unprecedented. And every other candidate can talk about how they're going to secure the border. Governor Sances makes a comment, Trump didn't do enough. How dare you? What he did was how unprecedented. How dare you? You know how many we need to hear these words saying? more often. How yeah. the most dare you border in my lifetime, and we're going to finish the job, because in January of 2025, when President Trump walks in the office, I'm going to be on the seals.
1: I'd like, and I'd like to see. I it. want to end with this. This is what Desantis doesn't have.
2: You just saw what happened in Israel. I went to Israel six months ago. They got they got like six different borders, right? They they, they border four True. different countries and they border two territories: Palestine, the West Bank, and Gaza. Their most sophisticated wall system, which i got to admit, is, is, is it's better than ours. Some of their technology is actually better than ours. If their walls can be penetrated, if, if their border security can be penetrated, and they got the best uh, intelligence apparatus in the world. Next Mossad, to the United States, they do. It's better than the US? U.S. Because right now, I, you need to understand that this is why every day I wake up, not only pissed off or scared, since this administration has been in power, they caused such a huge crisis. Every sector on the Southwest border, between 70 and 90 percent of agents have been pulled off the line. Think about Process, that. change diapers, make baby formula, make hospital runs, take people to the airport and fly them to the destination of their choice at your dime. 79 percent agents are off the line. You're not going to tell me that's not vulnerable. The criminal cartels send a group of 100 or 200 family groups to a certain area, not by accident, because they know that 30 or 40 percent left. Are going to seize in that area to take care of these people. And that's when they move the fentanyl. That's when they move the known of terrorists. That's when they move the trafficking of women and children. They've arrested, counting the northern border and the entire border, 569 people. 569 people off the terrorist watch list in the past year. More than the eight years combined. Last year with Trump, we caught four. <laughs> four. 1.7 million known gotaways. Caught on camera, video traffic, sensor traffic. This is not a guess. 1.7 million people were saw across the border, but Border Patrol couldn't respond because they are overwhelmed with this crisis. Well, Border Patrol has arrested people from 171 different countries. Many of these countries are sponsored (laughs) with terror. If you don't think a single one of that 1.7 didn't cross this border to harm this country, then you're a moron.
0: (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) This scares the
2: hell out of me. And the Secretary of Homeland Security has the same data points I have. The president if he understands, has the same data <laughs> wow. points I have, Bingo. but yet they continue Burn. to open borders. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, something's coming. I don't know how many terrorists have crossed this border on this administration, but someday we're gonna find out it's gonna be a bad day for America. So I'm gonna end with this. Trump comes back, I come back, we will fix this shit. You got my promise. Well, oh, yes.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Tom Holman, former head of ICE for President Trump, who who quickly encapsulated everything that we have been talking about here in regards to the border crisis. Even when we half jokingly, half seriously talked about invading Mexico and taking over the government down there. Holman speaks to the problem. Every time we give them money or we give them leash or we give them the ability to try and handle it themselves, the corruption steps
0: in. No, no, you have to, like, whether it's metaphorically, you know, like, let's say Donald Trump, you know, imposing tariffs, you have to put a gun to their head and say, you're going to do this or else.
1: And what's going to happen? And this is the other thing I think that Holman is speaking of that he didn't give voice to. If We've already talked about the fact that, in our estimations, you don't have to set a nuke off in this country to achieve the the goal of horribly reshaping America because you've done it just by the 5 million known immigrants that have entered this country over the course of the last three years. Mm-hmm. Almost six. Not including the 1.75 million gotaways. Miss me. <laughs> OK, just throwing it out there. Try it, you know, amongst yourselves. Get a taste for it. Get a feel for it. Let us know. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll put it. We'll put it in the, you know, we're, I tell you what, we're already we're going to put that in the poll that you like Miss Me and you like God you know, we'll, we'll go from there. But so you're talking about roughly right now, three years, approximately 8.1 million individuals that have crossed over into this country, 1.75 of which we never even fucking made contact with. So they're disrupting the economy. They're disrupting our social services program. They are stretching our law enforcement to the breaking point. Border patrol to the breaking point. ICE agents, Homeland Security agents, all to the breaking point. You didn't have to set off a fucking nuke. You've already set it off economically and socially for us. But here's the problem, and this is what you and I are also speaking of. Is what is what Tom Homan is worried about. The day that terrorist attack occurs and it is coming mm-hmm. and we see a city light up because someone was able to smuggle a nuke or even a dirty device a dirty a di- say it like the British say it dirty bomb dirty bomb dirty bomb dirty bomb i mean <laughs> you think about that think about downtown new york being impassable for the next 10,000 years mm-hmm. because a dirty device not even a nuke a dirty device was detonated the half-life of which that material used in a dirty device the half-life of it is 10,000 years mm-hmm. that means stores apartments parks streets manholes sewers everything that that comes in contact with is gone. You can also bet that all of the police officers, emergency services response units, firefighters, paramedics, doctors, and all of the people that are in, are, are in the blast radius, they're all dead too. You know, you, you want to watch something that handles this situation perfectly? Um, watch, I believe it's called Dirty War. And it's a movie that was produced by HBO Max. It's about a dirty bomb attack located in what they call the the Iron Circle, which is the highest area of surveillance in London. And it gives you a quick, you know, imagine driving past, wanting to go into, you know, Manhattan, wanting to go to, to Wall Street. And you can't because there's a series of fences up that prevents you from going in. And the reason you can't go in is because there's radiological materials that, whose decay rate is at that their half-life is 10,000 years. And you can't go in there. You're going to get radiologically poisoned. Think about that for a second.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's an image that, and, you know, I hate to say this. But it's an image that when you look at, you know, you look at what an individual in, you know, any of the Middle Eastern countries deal with in relation to bombings and terrorist attacks. And we've we've mentioned this before. You've got a bazaar. Someone blows themselves up at the bazaar or the market. The next day it's open. In America, that's not the case. You have somebody walk into a grocery store and do something horrific like detonate a suicide vest. Every grocery store in America is going to be closed the next day. And it's one of the things that I know for a fact, having been on, you know, with groups of people whose job it is to discuss this. It's something that somehow they have not figured out, even though it's been talked about many times before. You attack Wall Street, that's Wall Street. You want to shut America down? Attack a grocery store. Attack a movie theater, attack a place where people have to go on a daily basis and it is part of our comfort zone. And God forbid that happens. And that's what's going to happen with these idiots that are crossing over into United States territory that are terrorists. They're on the terrorist watch list. They may, and here's, here's the, here's a scary thing. They may not even be on the terrorist watch list. Our, our human and our intelligence gathering resources are not by their very nature foolproof. There are problems that are going to occur that we are actually unaware of. Now, I don't believe that we were unaware of the, pre, the, the upcoming attack on Israel. I don't have an explanation as to why that information wasn't disseminated. And I, I believe that there's a very distinct possibility that Israel knew that it was coming. We don't have any proof of that, so we're just gonna leave that in the the you know the possible corner right now. But it would also make a lot of sense. I think, and you and I talked about this, to prevent the White House being transferred from President Biden's administration to any other administrative, you know, victor, whether it be Trump or DeSantis, or maybe even a Democrat that runs against him. Who knows? The way you do that is you present them with a situation where you can say, oh, no, we're dealing with World War III. We can't transition from our presidency Mm -hmm. to your administration.
0: Yeah, that's coming down. Dude, it's coming down the pipe. It's coming
1: down the pipe. We're seeing it. And so what happens yesterday on top of everything else, the FBI comes out and the FBI says the greatest threat to this country and its infrastructure – and I don't know why I started sounding like, you know, Roosevelt there, but it happened. So just less it. But they come out and they say that the greatest threat to the United States and its infrastructure is China. And its constant attempt to violate our information sources here in this country are, you know, by conducting cyber warfare. And it's, you know, it, it's the this country leaning out saying, oh, yeah look, we got problems over here with China and everything else. Don't pay attention to World War III, the preemptive remarks of World War III. If that kicks off, ladies and gentlemen, you will know suffering even here in the United States, the likes of which we haven't seen since the Great Depression. Everybody thinks that preppers and conservatives and Republicans are warmongers. If you look at the actual history of conflicts involving the United States, you will find that they have occurred and started primarily under liberal democratic leadership because it is the quickest way to obfuscate and to not let the left hand see what the right hand is doing. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we have this situation. We see this coming down the pike, ladies and gentlemen. And I didn't fuck fortune telling fortune told get your lucky stars. Ooh, the lolly. Okay. We're going away from the Disney fortune teller. We're going profit here because it's coming down the pike and we damn sure better figure things out. And we damn sure better close that border. Mm -hmm. We we have to close the border. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't in right now, what I would do at the very least, because you, it, it, why allow the rising tide when when you want to protect against the ocean battering up against a brick wall that you've built? Mm-hmm. What do you do? You take things that you take sea breakers, which are large concrete, you know, star shaped, uh, you know, structures, and you drop them in the water leading up to. So it breaks up the force, the you know, the the force, the hydrostatic force of the water. Mm-hmm. Right. So that. <clears throat> excuse Gosh. me. By the time it gets to the actual structure you're trying to protect, the force of the water is broken up, right? Mm-hmm. So that means that we have to take Tijuana. It means that we have to take Juarez.
0: Yeah, no, we need to invade it. Yeah, what we but do
1: I'm... need to do is, it, no matter what we do with the wall, we have to extend the territory of the United States at least, at least 500 miles into Mexico. Mm-hmm. Secure a border no, no. there.
0: Yeah, I agree. Send, you send troops, you know, we'll just, yeah.
1: we'll commandeer. Wipe out the fucking gangs and the cartels that are in Juarez. Mm-hmm. Sa- and this would be another thing. Save the people of Juarez. Save the people of Juarez and then turn them loose on the rest of Mexico. And they'll turn around and say, you know, we don't know what the fuck you've been doing down here in Mexico City mm-hmm. with, you know, El Presidente. No intentes. Okay, no intentions, motherfuckers. Stop right. messing with us. No mas. And the simple fact of the matter is, is they would sing the body electric in relation to the United States of America. Yeah, they came down into Juarez. They cut us off from the rest of Mexico. The gangs here could not get reinforced with numbers or or arms or money or drugs. The United States fucking Marines came in here and wiped them out. Mm-hmm. And then you take those citizens that all of a sudden are free of that terror, are free of being picked out of a crowd, literally, and hung from an overpass, naked and beheaded, just to, just to be part of a terror tactic, mm-hmm. being exemplified by the drug cartels down there. Let them sing the message of America to Mexico and say, look, this needs to happen in Mexico City. If you don't come correct, which they won't, we've got to come down and we've got to fix this for you. And I hate to say it, that's where it is. Building the wall, yeah, that's great. It will help protect the southern border of the United States. It limits fentanyl. It limits sex trafficking. It limits immigration, which limits the impact on our economy and our social services infrastructure. We have That has to be done. But be careful, ladies and gentlemen. One thing that I would suggest to Tom Homan, it is, is a guy that, as you said, had been involved in that process for over 30 years. Pull yourself back from it, Tom, and maybe think a little outside of the box, and this time build the wall on the other side of fucking Juarez.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Build the wall where we can actually affect the criminal element that is right up against the border and then go from there. And if Mexico has a problem with it, then you should have handled this over the course of the last 15, 20 fucking years that we've been asking you to handle
0: it. Right, right.
1: You know what I mean? So definitely something that we need to keep an eye on, ladies and gentlemen. It is is my greatest fear. It is. When I raised my children, one of the reasons that I was hoping, and I let them decide, and I actually didn't intervene much. You know, when I think back on it, uh, there are certain things that obviously I was teaching them that definitely lent to the ideology of service of this country. Mm -hmm. But one of the reasons why I'm I'm so happy that they did join is they are they both have a skill set that will help them to live, survive, use critical thinking skills, be aware of what's going on. And I I wish that for every young man and woman right now in America. We've talked about other things that we need to do to help correct this country, and one of them is mandatory service. We're gonna echo it again, and I'm gonna say it right here: mandatory service. Four years for everyone after the age of 18, two years if you have a disability, but Mm -hmm. you will serve, period. One year if you're over the age of 35 and a member. A senator or a congressman woman Mm -hmm. you have to spend you have to quit your job as a congressman or senator and you have to go serve that year and then come back you're going to have an interim but that interim has to have served as well right and that is associated ladies and gentlemen with term limits okay so that's it you got term limits eight years here eight years here, you got eight years for the president. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, but this is the way that it is. And this is going to be the process that we have moving forward to be president of the United States, man or woman, you have to have served in the United States military. Agreed. Period. Okay. How we have come to a position where you could make decisions for the men and women protecting your countries, going out and fighting your wars, -hmm. Without understanding the trial and tribulation and sacrifice of that position is in and of itself insanity. Mm -hmm. It is one of the things, in my opinion, that, you know, and I don't mean to put myself intellectually in the league of Adams or Jefferson or any of those great thinkers, and they were. They were. For all of the things that you may not agree with out there in Radio Land in relation to their own personal beliefs, those men were brilliant. Mm -hmm. They really were. But none of them, none of them would have intended for the presidency to be the leadership of some type of suicide pact to the demolition of this country. Mm -hmm. And had they seen had any foresight as to where this country was going to eventually end up, you know, uh, you know, a few hundred years later, the simple fact of the matter is they would, I believe, have initiated the mandatory service doctrine for the United States presidency. As you have to remember that the formulators of our constitution were still worried uh, about what they referred to as the Maximus effect. And that was the belief because history had proved them right, that every Roman general that had been given a certain amount of power that was allowed into a political venue within the confines of Rome eventually used that army to march on Rome and seize total power. That's why they didn't want to talk to George Washington originally about the presidency, because most of the more liberal leaders feared that he would take that presidency and turn himself into a lifetime dictator and use the military to do it. Mm-hmm. What they didn't fucking imagine is that, A, George Washington showed up at the end of the Revolutionary War and said, here's your army back. I'm not general anymore. And they were all standing around going, what? And then they had to, are you ready for this? Convince him to take a job he didn't want Mm -hmm. to be president. And this is why we need to find those people. You and I have talked about this previously. We need to find these men and women out there. Human beings, critical thinkers that don't want the fucking job.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those are usually the ones that, that need the <laughs> job. This is why you and <laughs> I. Well, that, that we need yeah, in that job. This is
1: why you and I talked about Jim Jordan. Right. He didn't want the job. He told everybody at the very beginning, he's like, no, I don't want the fucking job. Right. The Speaker of the House to speak to my ass. I do you know, what are you talking <laughs> about over there? And it, the fact that it's been hard to confirm him, to give him the job, even after he's like, all right, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Even though they've had that difficulty, that proves the point that he is enough of a lightning rod that he scares the people he it's very trumpish mm-hmm. that he scares the people that are part of, quote unquote, the swamp, you know, the people that always want it to go the same way. Ladies and gentlemen, your president right now, Joseph Biden, has been in politics and employed through the body politic for over 50 fucking years. He has never done anything else. Think about that for a second. They don't want it to change. Trump changed it, and look what happened to him. Now he gets he gets basically lamb blasted out of office. Now they're they're bringing every type of indictment possible to prevent him from entering into office again. If you don't think that those things are not politically motivated, you are a moron. And for the Republicans out there, they're like, ah, I hate Donald Trump. He's such an asshole. He didn't do what he did. He did more than any other president, Republican or otherwise, has said they were going to do over the course of the last 50 years, since Reagan. Well, not 50 years, but since Reagan. Reagan said, this is what we're going to do. And he stuck to his guns and he did it, even though like voodoo economics didn't start to turn the tide until his second term. We went through four years of terrible economic growth in his first term as president, but then it started to happen. And then he was standing around going, see, I don't want to say I told you, but uh, (laughs) well, I, uh, I told you, Nancy, didn't I tell him? And then he went and took a nap. But that's how, you know, that's how those things had to uh, had to move on. And I believe that that's where we are now. And the Biden president, if you think that we're joking, ladies and gentlemen, about the unwillingness of the Biden administration to give up the White House, then you need to take a quick look at at a piece of news that came down this week in relation to the Biden administration. Trying to play in fact they have they just haven't realized that it's against the law. They've placed the labor secretary on the list of succession. now interestingly enough, the the twenty uh, fifth amendment allow if for some reason either psychologically incapacitated or you know demised, the president can no longer be president of the United States then the vice president takes over the job. Now, after that, there is a list of succession. Now, interestingly enough, the vice president and the leading party don't choose this. It is up to Congress to select an individual from the list of succession. Doesn't necessarily have to be the number one person on the list, but it has to be somebody from the list. (coughs) Excuse me. So the Biden administration, Quietly selected Alabama Senator Katie Britt led several GOP colleagues as they outlined grave concerns about the decision to the Biden administration in relation to who they put on this list. This individual is now, if you're ready for this, ladies and gentlemen, it's the acting, acting Secretary of Labor, Julie Sue. Now, I say acting, why is that? Now, any Secretary of State, cabinet member, Or and I shouldn't say secretary of state, any secretary slash cabinet member for the United States president has to be confirmed, right? That's, you know, that's how it's just like a confirmation process for a Supreme Court justice. She has never been confirmed. In fact, she is the longest sitting non-confirmed cabinet member in the history of the United States. This is because the Biden administration, although they put her in this position, knew she couldn't be confirmed. She doesn't have the expertise. So while she's unconfirmed and a cabinet, uh, uh, not an official cabinet member of his administration, they forward her name, ninth on the list, as the individual that is on this list of succession. This is the same fucking end around tactics that have been utilized by the Biden administration and really thrown out there over the course of the last six months. We have the utilization of the, the Public Health Safety Act by the governor of New Mexico. We have the EPA and the Biden administration's weaponization of that, utilizing the plight of the right whales to limit you know gas production and transportation in the Gulf of Mexico. And now we have this. It's like, hey, we're just going to put somebody on the list. You could have called. They could call. And you meant this point. When I told you about this yesterday, you were like, why don't you just put Hunter on the list? And I'm telling you. <laughs> See, what if they could? I don't think that that thought didn't cross their fucking yeah, mind. No, 100%. Hunter just blew up in their face. No one vetted him. No one assumed that people were going to start talking about him because they knew that the liberal media was largely on their side. So they don't take that opportunity to talk. Mm-hmm. But. Fox kept banging the drum on it to the point where you just couldn't deafen the sound. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know that you and I, neither one of us agree with what Fox is doing all the time because a lot of their spin and narrative is as bad as it is on CNN
0: or MSNBC. It's getting bad everywhere.
1: Yeah. And they they tend to produce, in my opinion, a a better disposition on facts. But the simple fact of the matter is, is it's not, you know, it's not where it should be. However this little this little piece of information should deter anybody from looking at the biden administration and thinking that they're just going to play by the rules hillary clinton when she lost the election to donald trump at first it was like you know fair game good game good, good you know we're letting the electoral process work trump is the president she came out and she said that mm-hmm. But then within a day, it's retracted. No, no, no. Actions are rape, And what they did is they said, you know what? We know what we've done to collude this, election, uh, this electoral process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why don't we just put the facts of what we did out there and blame it on Trump?
2: Oh, and no. then we'll yeah, build absolutely. a false
1: narrative. Right. It'll take them years to unravel it. Right. But Trump won't be president. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do that. And the same thing is occurring here. Same fucking thing. They're like, all right, now we're going to muddy the waters even further. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have to untangle this mess just to get her off the fucking list. Mm-hmm. And this is part and partial of the methodology that the Biden administration is using. And ladies and gentlemen, fucking we have to be able to put a stop to say enough. Stop it. You're well, not going to do it It's like anymore.
0: Mr. Mister Homan said. it's It's treasonous. It is treason. It's not just borderline treasonous, in my opinion. It's absolutely fucking It is, you know, textbook treason. You are working to the undermining of this nation. Yeah. No, absolutely. And you're doing
1: it intentionally. I said
0: it at, was it earlier today or yesterday that like our forefathers would be marching in the streets now, with their muskets. Yeah, you said it. To, and I agree with you. Yeah. You know, and what's funny is I retorted to you,
1: because mm-hmm. we weren't we weren't on air when we were talking about it. I said that's what they did do back then, mm-hmm. and you were right because that's what they did. It's probably to do coming to that point again, folks. You know, you know. It, and it's funny they had. You know, you talk about January 6th even more than I do by any stretch of the imagination, and I agree with with your your points on January oh, I,
0: 6th. I think it was just a show.
1: Did you see? Did you see the uh, sit-in of the Common House yesterday in Washington D.C. No, by a group of anti-Zionists? Anti-Zionists are an interesting group. Anti-Zionists are a a group of Jews. Most people associate them though as having a large number of people associated with their numbers that are, you know, Palestinian, Hamas, they're they're anti they're they're anti-Semitic, mm-hmm. but an anti-Zionist believes that while the Jewish religion can be the Jewish religion, they do not have the right to self-determination, and they do not have the right to be a nation that is in control of Jerusalem, and therefore, they should give everything to the Palestinians. So they, you know, everyone's like, well, there's a difference between them because they're Jewish. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of them are Jewish. We can't say that they're anti-Semitic, but well, so they'll call them anti-Zionists mm-hmm. because that that you know that coins the phrase better. Bullshit, they're anti-Semitic. Yeah, and they you know they'll they'll you get some left-wing fucking Orthodox, and they'll say, oh, he's an ultra-Orthodox Jew, so he's more Jewish than the other Jews. What are you fucking stupid? You know, and and you know it, you sit there and you think about that for a second and you're like, okay, so what is he saying? And it's like, yeah, I want to be Jewish, but I don't want the right to self-determination and I don't want the Jewish people to be able to have their own nation state. What? Are they just supposed to wander the desert for the next fucking 500 years? What, what's your B plan? This is what I, I love about these, these altruistic left-wing groups. There's no plan. Right, uh, you you and I talked about this three or four shows ago, and we we're like at least the or actually it was last week. <laughs> our, our time dilation is getting worse, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, right here. But we we said you know in, at least the Republican Party used to take a stand and take action. Mm-hmm. It is this inactivity that continues to upset us, and this is part of it. So you you know. You're not taking these people to task and saying, "Okay, you're Jewish. You want the Jewish people to continue to be Jewish and to believe in their heritage and their loyalty. But you don't want to talk about the Holocaust and you don't want to talk about the nation state of Israel and you don't want them to be self-determinate. What do you fucking want? And the Republican Party used to be a party to be like, oh, I got an idea.
0: I tell you what, this is is my, you know, outside of landmines, which I'm still still 100 percent for. Yes, Um, but just
1: putting the Star of David on the landmine
0: doesn't help. Israel.
1: Well, <laughs> and yeah. I, applaud, I applaud your methodology. No, I on was going to
0: say, you know, let's let's just flip flop Mexico and, uh, and Israel. You know, I mean, I know it's the Holy <laughs> Land, you know, but I mean, if it's going to cause as much trouble, <coughs> let's put this, the Mexican fucking government over there and let's bring Israel home. It's funny that wall, you know, mentioned to, that to their, because new
1: home. Uh, China's answer to this problem was to call uh, one of the diplomats, uh, their diplomatic desk in Brazil. Oh, oh,
0: That helps, you <laughs> know, because you know how Brazil is
1: tied to Israel.
0: I guess. Sure. <laughs> they're tied, tied to pain and suffering. Yeah. yeah. Or no, it's Venezuela.
1: You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they're tied? Secretly, that's where the panda army is being trained. That's why Brazil? they brought the pandas home. They brought them home to China, and then they send them to Brazil to teach them how to be real jungle fighters.
0: They're teaching them Brazilian jiu <laughs> That's
1: what it is. <laughs> it's Kung Fu Panda right there. Chuck Norris, ladies and gentlemen. But, it, you know, so killing this story off, enough of this horse shit, be on the lookout. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think that there's going to be the inability of the next administration, whoever it is, to take the White House, because they're simply going to start making fucking shit up.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and conceal carry, folks. If you have it, carry it. Well if go into the.: It's fucking... a point of
1: protection now. I don't want anybody marching, and this is this is the problem. I don't want anybody marching on Washington. not yet. When that happens, then the necessity of the United States military elements of the branches, military, police, et etc, that would be forced to police its citizenry would that's when things come apart. And I don't want any part of that. However, there may come a time where we have to, we have to knock on the door and say, all right, you've been evicted.
0: You lost. Well, not even even if Get we don't fuck even if we don't do that just for your own safety, yeah, you should be carrying a gun. Well, and, you know, with, I with think ten that, yeah. million illegal immigrants here from hundred and seventy fucking different nation states and and terrorist organizations. Well, it's the, if you're not carrying a gun Go into the fucking mailbox, you're leaving yourself exposed. It's all of the
1: problems listed therein. It's the defunding of the police. Mm-hmm. It's the I mean, you have people that are committing crimes right here in the United States right now. Some guy. Uh, got arrested for punching a woman in the face on the New York subway yesterday because she looked Jewish when he, when he punched her in the face, this is like a 90 year old woman. He said,
0: that's for Palestine. Huh? You know, and I'm not for like rounding any any national group up, but I I think it's time. I think it's time, think it's time <laughs> to send the Palestinians home. Yeah. No. You know, and t- I agree with you. you.
1: We we talked about this the other day. You know what we need to do is if if you make that declaration, you know, you're pro Palestinian, you're anti Israel, get on the fucking bus. We're going to take you to the airport. We're not even going to land. You get a free parachute. Mm-hmm and we're going to give you
0: a 15-second skydiving lesson. It's going to be a Black Lives Matter parachute. Yeah,
1: and it'll be, you know, rainbow-colored. So it'll so be so uh, I can see you coming.
0: Yeah. Because as soon great. as you land, they're going to be chopping your fucking head off. Well,
1: and that's just it. You know, you see all of these people within the confines of the communities. They're like, oh, you know, uh, LGBTQ is backing the Palestinians. If you're openly gay in Palestine, the West Bank, the Gaza Strip, They'll literally take you and give you flying lessons off of the tallest building the second you find that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Period. There is no gay movement. In the and yeah, so and how do and you they're just they're just laughing? Those people? And they're
0: just giggling so fucking hard. They're like, "Oh, look at these fucking idiots! Look Dude, at these dumb American do?
1: fucking idiots!" And I'm worried about this. I say that they start to put the movement together, and they're like, "You know, we'll help you represent the LGBTQ community. Come over here and help pal- uh, the Palestinians." And they do that, and they turn them into suicide bombers because <laughs> um, that's all they're worth doing. I mean,
0: you know, some of those people in that community yeah you know, yeah, uh, you know when you're probably would it. be stupid enough to fucking do it
1: well and you know it because it, it moves further you know you look at uh you look at uh Haley and her push on myers right now and so there's uh Senator Josh Hawley, he's a Republican out of Montana and you know this is part of the problem now uh, they state in the story that he is Are you ready for this nomenclature? Quizzing the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. I'm not even going to start on that one. On the numbers of special interest aliens being allowed into the U.S. amid concerns about a potential terror threat after the recent Hamas attack on Israel. Completely, completely, you know, above board on this request. I would be making it too. Mm -hmm. But that it's quizzing. You know... I'm so ashamed of the fucking Republican Party right now. Mm-hmm. I can't see straight. I'm, I'm, it's, this is an interrogative. They're not going to take action, but we'd like to ask you a few questions. I'm quizzing. You. Is that where we're at now? Quizzing? We're tickling you for answers. Is this a game show? And it, apparently it's well, what it that's is. That's
0: NATO's new form of, uh, of accepted uh, 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 torture. Tort- yeah, tickling. Tickling. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You ever had somebody tickle your feet for 30 minutes? You tell them anything you fucking want. Yeah. I
1: went to bed. Uh, but <laughs> I did enjoy it, you know, secretly. I did. So if you suffered that type of torture, just wear rubber pants. You'll be fine. You don't have to tell anybody anything. You know, just make sure you got your safe word. That nighttime diaper? Yeah. complex a slogan. <laughs> For those <laughs> of us that, that love the movie Euro Trip. <laughs> so, but you know, it's it's definitely you know, it's something, you know, England doesn't have this problem in relation to their borders, but they do interestingly have the problem with with immigration. They so does France. It's not that they have a problem with their border control, they have a problem with their overall migrant control. It's one of the reasons why France doesn't act. I know people that are associated with political policy there in that country, and I've talked to them. And I'm not going to do the accent because it'll just irritate them. Yeah. But they say, oh, you swine of American. Actually, I'm going to do it, so fuck you. <laughs> we, we, Yeah, we we cannot affect all of these migrants from coming into this country. And the reason we can't do dirty the American is because there's so fucking many of them. They will burn Paris down, and if you think that I'm actually joking about that, the last few times that that any perceived right threat has presented itself to the immigrant population in Paris, that's what the immigrant population did. They lit Paris on fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then two days later, everyone's like, <laughs> "Sorry, we didn't mean it. Did, did, was that us? Oh, was that my outside voice? I'm sorry. Yeah, go on, <laughs> keep keep doing what you're doing, and so." Migration of these fractional... Oh, here we go. A migration of these fractional, factional elements. No? No future, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? No future? Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. Instead, Specs is looking at me.
0: There Was that a movie reference?
1: No, actually, I was trying to rap. Oh. Ah.
0: Shut it. All right. All right. So (laughs) I I saw a commercial with with Sir Mix-A-Lot last night. (laughs) Apparently (laughs) they brought him back and he's doing a Chex, Chex Mix commercial. And it's literally—I saw two pieces of checks mix. Like I don't know if you remember the Sir Mix a Lot uh, video. <laughs> like stop talking about Sir Mix wow. <laughs> Oh, fuck oh him. my God. Oh fucking! Oh, so so he, all right, he... so Sir Mix a Lot is. He was it's... standing on two pieces of Chex Mix that oh were made to look like booty cheeks. And he's <laughs> doing... <laughs> and he's singing like a new rendition of, you know, I like big butts, but it's all about Chex Mix.
1: <laughs> I like big butts and I, I can
0: not I not
1: lie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't completely understand that right now. And... uh it makes me sad that you've even mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot about it until
0: you started rapping. <laughs> because
1: now I'm thinking about it, and I turned on the I turned on the Jaguar Saints game just for a minute last night, and that commercial fucking hit. Now I'm thinking about it. Oh, the, the, They had the BMW commercial on, and then right afterwards, they had the fucking mix a lot. It was
0: checks Mix commercial. Yeah, it right? was.
1: <laughs> oh, you saw it. You I know I what I'm talking did. about.
0: I <laughs> did. That's I just fucking... No, that's exactly, that was the reaction that I had.
1: I think that's when I turned on Disney's Robin Hood. I think I needed to teleport my mind back to my childhood for, you know, I actually entered a millennial safe zone state. You tried
0: to reset. I did. I was like, oh my,
1: I was, you know, kind of shaking. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, it was bad. So, but, you know, we we move on. uh, And while we're dealing with all of this, right, Uh, you know, we talked about the Bank of America. Now we're also looking at, at, at an element of things that are going on for the squad. We got people out there disseminating information that they shouldn't be. We have to look, in my opinion, Specs, to, the, to people that are, are doing terrible, terrible things for stupid, stupid reasons. And in this vein, we're going to talk now about just a horrific, horrific crime that was uh, perpetrated by an influencer. When Mariah Clayton was handling the rifle that she was carrying in an anti-gun video, she accidentally fired and shot Anaya Womack in the stomach, killing her. Ooh, what a way to go. So, yeah, so... We know all about stomach wounds. Yeah, a Florida... Of course it's Florida, too. (laughs) God damn our state. God damn our state sometimes. A Florida woman was charged with manslaughter after she allegedly fatally shot a woman while filming a TikTok Video and for those that are confused, tick tock, yeah, yeah. Rolly, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know tick right. bang bang, set. No, oh wait, Whoa, I almost did it. Oh no, it was bad. So yeah, no. Um, so yeah, she's filming a TikTok video. She believes herself to be an influencer. Yeah. I... I don't know that that's actually
0: true, but she was- Had more made... influence in the bathroom yesterday.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> and it probably is just as much likelihood to show up on TikTok. <laughs> it was also brown. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office announced the arrest of Mariah Clayton. 20. Oh, wow. The Good thing she spent enough time on this planet to put a drop of piss in the bucket. She
0: can't even legal- legally drink.
1: No shit. Well, she can't legally do anything now.
0: <laughs> She's going to be a felon.
1: Was Who uh, was charged in the May 24 death of Anaya Womack, 19. Womack died from a single gunshot wound to her abdomen. And which is unfortunate for her, to be sure. But then again, she was the one that was standing next to this idiot that was making the video. I would have been like, what do you know about guns there, Slim? And she would have been like, man, ain't no fucking thing. What kind of rifle was it?
0: Was it like an AR-15 style rifle? Something Uh, with a floating pin? You know, that's that's an interesting
1: question, but I know from, well, I know. We're just going to put it right out there. Uh, From training that I've received that, Gunshot wounds uh, to the abdomen, especially if they perforate bowel or the stomach, or they are fatal over 65% of the time because even if the individual doesn't die initially of blood loss, the fecal material and bacteria that enters into the abdominal cavity creates infections that are so fast and so severe that once you actually detect them, they've already done their damage. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I I have been present and actually seen – Abdominal cavities that have had extensive surgical procedures performed on them, which are amazingly clean. Doctor did a great job. And then one what appears to have been one minor leak, literally, you know, millimeters of of liquid escaped into the abdominal cavity and within 24 hours you had an infection where every wound source, every open wound source was literally just oozing infectious material. Mm. And then you start talking about septicemia, toxicity, it gets in the blood and you're done. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the end of it. And so, yeah, when you get shot in the stomach, you know, it's, I always love it in the movies. It's like, boom, oh, don't worry, got the over there, you know, it's on the right side. Now, you know, oh, so you mean it hit you in the liver? Well, that means you're going to bleed out in 20 minutes flat if you're lucky. Uh, no, hit me on the left side. So it perforated your stomach. So now you have, you have you acid in the blood. and you have bowel material leaking into the stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to die that way. Which is ten times worse. It's probably going to take you three days to die, and it's going yeah. to be the most Shoot painful experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Stay away from the stomach. Yeah,
1: when you get gut shot, you don't survive often. Yeah. So anyhow, she—I don't know. It doesn't say here. That's an excellent question on your part. Um, I—they don't have the video. Oh <laughs> darn! I'm sorry. That's not nice. I'm going. That's a hell ticket. <laughs> right, that, that's a hell ticket. <laughs>
0: just put so, it, put it uh, in the wallet.
1: They say just that it was a rifle. When Clayton was handling the rifle, it fired. And why? Because she doesn't know how to handle a fucking firearm. And what did she do? She grabbed hold of the handle of the rifle. She lost the ability to control it, and she put her finger in the one place that you put it to gain control of the rifle when you don't know what you're doing, and that's going to be the trigger guard. She mm-hmm. hit, she touched the trigger, and the gun went off, and her dreams died. And you watch, though. This silly bitch will be out in five years oh, making yeah. TikTok videos mm-hmm. about how the system brought her down. And how, how, how bad guns are. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and the prison system is broken, yeah. and, you know, I didn't deserve to be in jail, and yada, 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 yada. So um, we, we have that. We also have something that that we're going to talk about here just interestingly and briefly. We uh, we have something that is uh, known as the Ayud which kind of sounds like it comes from the movie Dune. It's the Ayud artifact. And I just I, find, I wanted to check on this real quick because I I find this particular find this particular story fascinating the uh the ayud artifact is an aluminum artifact and what's important about that is that the ayud artifact is supposed to have been dated back to its origin being 250,000 years ago the 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 implement was actually found underneath two mastodon bones and you know obviously mastodons being the forebears of elephants, mm-hmm. and the ability to smelt metal and to create alloys you know like bronze okay like aluminum we didn't have that until you know well into the industrial you know well before the industrial age but we weren't making aluminum until you know right before or at the industrial age. Mm-hmm. And yet here's a tool that's sitting underneath mastodon bones that are being dug up in an archeological dig. And it, we find this aluminum device
0: aliens, baby.
1: It's just interesting because, yeah, uh, you know, I found, found a couple of more articles that speak to this. They just did, they have another uh, archeological dig that, Um, They were performing in South America, and they found a camp, uh, a a structure, right, that was built by apparently humanoids that predates Cro-Magnon humanoids by over 15,000 years. So something was wandering around out there that had already started using tools and building structures to keep themselves out of the elements. I think that one of the interesting things that we're going to move into here in the future, and yeah, it's going to be attached to the ancient alien, you know, uh, propagandist, you know, machine. You know, we're going to start talking about all of the mysterious things in the world. And we're going to be talking about all of the cryptids and UAPs and UFOs. And I know I'm actually taking a satirical stance on this, but you know, mm-hmm. from personal experience, Baldwin one as a, a massive wealth of knowledge and belief in these systems. No, oh, yes. It's just how they're being presented and tied together often, mm-hmm. you know? Right. But in this particular instance, I think it's fascinating that we're, what we're starting to discover is we're starting to discover that more than likely there was a civilization, a very technologically advanced civilization may have actually been in its demise, that predates our civilization. Mm-hmm. If we dig down far enough, long enough, we will find the elements of the
0: civilization. Well, and I think it has. I think if we go towards Antarctica, um, there's that's probably possibility. you know that's a, that's an area that not many people are allowed to go. It's no, a, well,
1: and not only that, they just can't get there. Well, yeah.
0: You know, you you can you can get there. Like there are there is well, like a, there is an institution. Like
1: you, if you and I set out to get there, oh, no. we couldn't do it.
0: No, absolutely not. You know. uh, you have to have all kinds of permits and things like that. Well, like I and mean, just affording fly. the
1: transport down there because they have to have special right. boats, and you know you have to have the equipment. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you because you know, one hundred and fifty thousand years ago, that was a lush utopia. It wasn't mm-hmm. covered in ice. No.
0: No, it wasn't. It was, yeah, it was just another continent. Yeah, beautiful. Or another continent. piece of a continent. Yeah.
1: It's just, no, it's a continent.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: You know, and there are things that we're discovering down there that don't really add up. And yeah, they don't make sense. I agree with you.
0: And I think that's part of why it's been uh, hidden from the public. Um, you know, the, I think a lot of the the mysteries of the world are are they have st- some stuck in it in, in and very area.
1: interesting accounts down there. Yeah. They do. One of the one of the po- uh, you know one of the most prominent accounts. Is that the Third Reich in its in during the process of its demise moved a massive amount of soldiers and equipment down there and actually created an extraterrestrial based base down there mm-hmm. there are there there was a task force that was dispatched by the United States Navy whose some of the elements of that report are still classified to this day. And they went down with a certain number of ships, came back with less than that number. And there are reports from individuals associated with that task force that it was disk-like objects that had, you know, energy-based weapons that engaged them and destroyed some of the ships and killed some of the personnel. Um, Now— I would have to myself dig you know do a deep dive into all of the documentation but there's just enough element of truth to some of those stories where you're like okay yeah there was something sent down there we sent it down for a reason we were looking for something you know and we found it mm-hmm. and we weren't prepared to deal with it and we know that you know even we were talking about this with ray that you know they had the bell project they had they, they were the first to you know to create the the Messerschmitt jet, and they were far in advance of us technologically. Now, they hadn't gotten to where they wanted to be. But then you look at like the Bell project, and then you look at the Kecksburg, you know, incident where uh, a fireball comes out of the sky it is tracked coming down the entire northeastern coast of the United States. Whatever this object is, it lands in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. And this is, I think it was in 1975 or 77. Anyhow, I digress. This turns out to be, by all descriptions, an acorn or bell-shaped device with iconography on the outside of the device that no one there is familiar with. Now, interestingly enough, one of the things that I first thought is, well, Pennsylvania, long-time settlers are German in their heritage. So it would surprise me that someone didn't look at that and go, "Oh yeah, you know, it's that's German. Mm-hmm. You know that iconography right. is German." Um, but <clears throat> it could have been, you don't know. But I find it interesting that no, no single Bell project in its entirety was discovered. We found out we 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 found the documentation relating to it. We found where it was being tested. Because where it was being tested was not far from where they developed the V2 rockets. Mm-hmm. But we have never found a bell project. We've never found the quote-unquote smoking gun. And I've often wondered, you're about to lose the war. You know it's coming. The Allies are going to be there any day. Do you not get in this thing and dial up the, the, the engines and just end up where you end up? Maybe it's over Kecksburg, Pennsylvania nineteen seventy five on a on a you know a, a a warm i think it was autumn night boom you're you're a firewall coming out of the sky. the military, the United States army was there so fast that no one actually got a really good look at this thing they they just picked it up, they put it on a flatbed and whoosh, they're gone mm-hmm. and then you know threats of don't broadcast this, don't talk about this you know, but you can still see. The impact from looking at the trees, mm-hmm. you can still see how the object came in and crashed. It's fascinating. But, you know, it's just one of those interesting things when when you look at, you know, the, the Antarctic, when you look at, you know, UFOs, UAPs as a whole. I always want to do a deep dive on anything that we're talking about. There's so much BS out there right now. You know, Tom Holman would call bullshit mm-hmm. on about ninety-five percent of it. He'd be like, "These numbers with illegal immigration aren't right," and neither that photograph. <laughs> <laughs> that's a guillotine suit. Yeah, that's. And, and speaking <laughs> of Gillis suit, ladies and gentlemen, dude, profits. I'm calling the show profit. Yeah, all right, all right, I'm yeah, sorry. Let's, okay, let's go
0: with it. Yeah, we mentioned
1: it at the beginning of the show. So the it, 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 last week we have the report, Bigfoot. In Colorado, Colorado, Colorado—they
0: Colorado. were stoned at looking at a guy in a ghillie suit. <laughs>
1: now, see, that's just it.
0: They weren't even stoned. They're on a train <laughs> in love. It was a honeymoon. Ooh. Yeah,
1: you know, it was. Ooh. You know, they're, they're. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're sitting there, and you know, they're they're giving it their their best, right? And so they're like, they're like, hey, baby, this is uh, the way that it sounds. No, it's not. They're like, hey, maybe they're like. that. Uh,
0: Hey, it's, it's there it is. Nervous. That that's yeah. it. Barry Manilow. Hey, hey, hey. Just take a look outside that window. Do you see love? Uh-huh. Really, do ya? And she was like, No, no, I
1: uh, and <laughs> that Bigfoot over there. That's it. Look at that Bigfoot. Oh my God, it's Bigfoot. Look, look, Bigfoot.
0: <laughs> Turned out it wasn't Bigfoot, ladies and gentlemen. It was in fact.
1: We said jokingly when we presented the story. No, not it's probably, we.
0: Not we, you. Not you, you were yeah, the yeah, one was that was me. like, no, it's a ghillie suit. It's a guy in a ghillie suit. I took one look at it and I was like, that's a guy in a ghillie suit. you know. And, and I said, you're probably right.
1: <laughs> Guess what? We not only were right, but we had actually missed the first sign indicator involved with the close-up of the photography. The fucking guy's got sunglasses on. Specs, baby. I should have known. Specs, you got yeah. specs on. Should have looked at it and said, yeah, we got specs. We got, oh, my God. We got every indicator. So, you know, thumbs up to the guy. That walked all the fuck the way out there in a ghillie suit because that's humping, dude. Those things—that's not something you want to do a forced march in. They're hot and they're uncomfortable. And so he went out there and yeah, put he put a show on. He knew when the train was there. I mean, that's one of the first things you're like. So tell you, let me get this straight. As the train is approaching. The Bigfoot is climbing to a position on the hill where he then sits down, <laughs> not pre-planned or anything, you know. No. I'm saying that there are terrorists that wish they had that much pre-planning and organization. Yeah, right. You know? And so, yeah, unfortunately, it's been blown up. The
0: The Colorado Bigfoot ghillie suit Pete. We had a guy here in Florida who actually used to put on uh, special shoes that like, that he had made. You talked and, about this, And yeah. he would walk around the beach. And for years, people were like, oh, my God, there's a monster coming out of the water, blah, 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 blah. And finally, the guy was just like, no, nah, it's just me fucking with you.
1: Dude, and then he didn't get shot. <laughs> I know, right? In that process. <laughs> there's, there's something I want to talk about. I, I there's um, want to give a shout out to him right now because I do listen to all of their stuff. There, there's two channels actually on YouTube. There's Bedtime Stories um and there's wartime stories which is a, a kind of a sister cast a, a different individual he started wartime stories all on his own but it you know the guys from pod from bedtime stories are like oh hey wow and you know you're right you're right down our line here um and anyhow the uh bedtime story guys have done a bit not you know for local flavor uh they they did a segment uh on their last posting on the Alabama metal man. Now, what's interesting is I'm aware of two other cases that actually coincide with the descriptions given by the eyewitnesses of the, their own metal men Both of which The other cases Were actually in England So it's completely Across the Atlantic Right But there are Scary similarities Between the two So we might do A little bit of a dive Lighten things up A little yeah. bit yeah. We might do A little bit of a dive On the Alabama Metal man
0: Go head first Oh yeah Straight do, into that Pool I, of metal
1: I, I always go head first You know that That <laughs> way If I made a mistake I'm gonna die quick You don't Feast for Breaking broken legs right. Ass first baby yeah, that's not gonna happen. You know how many times? I... No, wait.
0: <laughs>
1: I forgot you're not LGBTQ. No, well, I, I, I'm. I'm not pro anal. <laughs> you know, as it applies to my own rectum. Poop rectum stick. hell killed him. Poop stick. Poop stick. Yeah. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna try and avoid the rest of the poop stick <laughs> yeah. uh, from coming and from coming and getting us. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. So um, we have had uh, a great amount of fun bringing you this episode uh, profits of we miss the bus. We are the bus profits. <laughs> yes, right. We will disseminate or inseminate our information to you at any of the stops that we make along the, the you know, the the bus route. We still haven't figured out how to make the bus uh amphibious so we still can't get to our island where we would all like to gather you know and think like-mindedly but uh (laughs) until that happens we're just gonna have to worry about you know missing the bus and so keep your keep your keep your powder dry (laughs) keep your keep your eyes up keep your head down watch out for landmines Watch out for landmines and <laughs> let's make sure that we also watch out for shrapnel.
0: We miss the boss. <laughs>